Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Six Stroke Podcast. Yep, that is the name, and I'm pretty stoked about it. Uh, For those of you who aren't drummers, or for those of you who are drummers, and you're not practicing your rudiments like you should be, the name is derived from the six-stroke roll, which is right, left, left, right, right, left. It's basically the rudiment that helped me evolve um, as a drummer. Um, it helped my creativity when I was stuck in this rut of you know what to do when coming up with uh, interesting fills. And little did I know that it's basically one of the most popular uh like roles in in fills that you see in like you know gospel chop drummers and stuff like that and once you get the hang of it man it's it's so much fun because now i overuse it in my band's music and i have no plans on stopping anytime soon now that's out of the way i'm your host dave rookie and for those of you who don't know me which i'm sure is quite a lot of people um I play drums in a progressive metal metalcore band called Sentinels. We've been a band for about seven years. I joined the band about five years ago. And uh, for those of you who also don't know Sentinels, um, we are it's it's progressive metalcore in the vein of like structures, I guess reflections, uh, Tony Danza, tap dance, extravaganza, stuff like that. You know, just heavy, chaotic. Uh, riffs um but then with uh, some atmosphere and melody so if that sounds like something you're interested in you know check us out on all our social platforms at sentinels nj that's s-e-n-t-i-n-e-l-s-n-j just a quick little update on that as well um our new record uh that is in the works is done we just got the masters the other day and we could not be happier with the final result It's been turned into the label, and uh, I guess that means that we are prepping up for artwork, music videos, and other things inching closer towards the release. So keep up with me on my Instagram, at Dave Sentinels. Uh, Keep up with, you know, the band page, the other members, and uh, more updates to come on that. Very excited for you guys to hear all of that. Also, just a quick couple shout-outs. Um, big thank you to my man and one of my best friends on the entire planet, Chris Dombrowski, for composing and putting together an awesome intro and outro theme song for the podcast. He is now on Featured X, which is a website where you can book an artist to do a feature on your band's song. So he is up there amongst a plethora of other amazing guitar players to feature on your band's song. He can add a guest guitar solo, extra guitar lickage, or extra ambience to beautify your song. Uh, so go to FeaturedX.com and book uh, Chris Dombrowski for your band's song. And also to Aaron Shaparian for spicing up the theme song and uh, throwing a mean mix and master on there. He's a producer and a you know mixing engineer. Uh, Also, he offers songwriting uh, services, so if you're a vocalist out there and you don't have a band and you want a very well-produced and mean-sounding instrumental to throw some bree-brees over or whatever, uh, hit him up on Instagram 
at Aaron underscore Shaparian underscore recordings. You will not be disappointed. We get into a lot on the podcast about Aaron and just the wonders that he's done for uh, for our guest and, you know, Sentinels for a number of years. Also, shout out to uh, Dylan Gould for supplying the graphic for the podcast that you are seeing on Apple or Spotify, wherever uh, you're listening to this. Um, he is an amazing graphic artist, uh, photographer, and a killer videographer. He does amazing uh, video work. Um, if you need any of those services, hit him up on social media. His tag everywhere is at Stay Goulden, which is at Stay, and then G-O-U-L-D-E-N. You will not be disappointed with him either. Hope everyone is doing all right in the world, uh, given that there is still a global pandemic going on, which put a real damper on things. But that was kind of the whole reasoning uh, that I started this podcast. Um, I really got into podcasts about like two years ago, and I I loved the idea of just friends, uh, you know, being able to discuss anything and everything. And um, when you tour, you make friends, and some of those re- those relationships last for for years and years to come. And uh, but you don't get to see them all the time, and sometimes just texting them or you know, hitting them up on uh, Instagram or whatever gets a little stale. So I wanted to use this platform as a way to, you know, catch up with old friends from the road and, uh, you know, friends in the industry or whoever it may be um, that where we share some sort of commonality and we can share those memories or just catch up in general. So this definitely is not going to be a drummers-only podcast. That shit gets real stale real quick. And uh, I have a good list of people that I have, you know, interested in coming on and people to still ask. So if you guys enjoy what you hear today, you know, tune in for future episodes. Uh, I have plenty more planned. Uh, I'm going to try to start maybe doing about like two a month if it's possible. I am still a noob at all of this. So once this gets distributed, hopefully uh, it should just be smooth sailing from here on out. Anyway, my first guests are my friends in the band Pathogen. Pathogen are a new band uh, from Pennsylvania. They are a progressive metal outfit as well. But these guys, let me tell you are on a completely different level. These guys are a whole new breed of progressive metal. They, all of them, their skills are like maxed out. It's insane. Uh, Their new record, Null Space, it's absolutely mind-bending. It's groovy. It's heavy as shit. But they also possess the atmosphere and the melody and just their, their... their songs are like they leave me speechless kind of like now it's hard to put it into words you kind of have to just listen to it for yourself um this was a bit of an awkward episode in terms of trying to manage five people in one room while sharing only two mics because my interface only has two inputs we made it work though um there's a little bit of background laughter you know we shared quite a lot of laughs on this podcast we 
went down memory lane a little bit. Um, you know, it was some old history with uh, me and and uh, one of their their members, and uh, plenty of interesting stories and you know commonalities. They get into the the technical side of their music and how you know that came about, how they decided to develop their sound, and uh, how they all kind of came together as a band. We talk about you know the behind the scenes of working on their album and then we uh, got into some social media questions which most of them were nonsense but it's okay all of the questions were treated equally and then uh, we decided to have some fun at the end and play a bit of a game and uh, it was a good time and it definitely ensured me that I want to keep going with this podcast and uh, hope it you guys enjoy what you hear and hopefully you'll come back for future episodes so yeah this is pathogen on the six stroke podcast enjoy All right, so today with me for my first guest on the Six Stroke Podcast, I have the absolute psychopaths in the band, Pathogen. Woo! Welcome, boys. Please Woo! introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Mark. I play drums in the band. Uh, <laughs> I'm Christian. I uh, play guitar. I'm Connor. I also play guitar. And I'm Kenny. I'm the vocalist. Very nice. It's good to have you guys here. I'm very glad that this could be worked out to be the first episode, not only so I can get the hecticness of having five people on two mics out of the way <laughs> to where it can go to, you know, the appropriate amount of guests for each mic, but also because, you know, I, I've known Connor for a couple of years now. I met Kenny previously once before, but now I'm meeting all four of you or hanging out with all four of you at once for the first time. And your new album, it's obviously piqued a lot of uh people's interests like over the past how long did it come out ago like about uh, about a uh, month ago now yeah <clears throat> nah, it was august 25th. yeah august 25th one month tomorrow, one month tomorrow. wow congratulations it's you're, just a baby album your your yeah. baby boy's growing up <laughs> even though it was fully grown from the fucking start <laughs> um so yeah i i met connor first when he was filling in on bass for stargazer when my band sentinels was out uh on the twilator the twilator yeah that was i remember that shit that was a good time like it was a good time despite the fact that it was literally like two local bands out just doing yes. a diy tour yes where you're just like how the fuck is this gonna go and i remember that when <clears throat> we had that tour we had like a like a tour thing on our laminate mm -hmm. and um before it became a laminate there was so many more dates yeah so many more and then when <laughs> we actually got to tour we only had like three days of showing three days off and then three days back on it was planned out that way because a lot of the guys in stargazer to my memory they were like oh we have like pretty good jobs so it's hard to take off during the week so yeah. we want to take off like as 
little days as possible. And I, was I like, do remember right. that, especially Matt, because I think at the time Matt was a mailman or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Matt Mailman Cop. Yeah, Matt Mailman <laughs> Cop. Shout out to Matt Cop. <laughs> Literally. Big, big shout out. What dude. it do, Matt it. Cop? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was originally, I think it was like eight or nine days. And yes. then out of nowhere, Matt was like, here's the updated flyer. Got some things rescheduled. Yep. Took and a couple days off. It Yeah. And it went, it was like two weekends of like three days. And I was yes. like, yes, exactly. Okay. So, like, not only was it like tough because we had to rent a van for two separate weekends like which is so awkward scheduling wise yeah. i was about to say it was awkward yeah, yeah awkward as shit and then it made more sense the second time around because the first time he sent the flyer and one of the the pennsylvania dates was i cannot remember the name of this venue but this place is a theater like a place where oh, like catasauqua yes catasauqua unicorn theater you, yes. Unicorn? I think it was yeah. the Unicorn Theater because I, I remember seeing that shit, dude. It was it was it was weird. It was just it was not, massive, and I was yeah. like, "Are you sure about this?" And that I was, was last like, day of tour. I two. saw Circus Survive here, and it was sold out full. I was like, "This is a local band tour." I was like, "Are you fucking the promoter or something?" Because yeah. like this yeah. makes no, no sense. sense dude. And he was like, "Yeah, that one got canceled for sure." I'm like, yep. "Makes complete sense." So yeah, and then shortly after that run is when. I was made aware that you had a project. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we the best thing we had out at that time was maybe Collective Impulse. Collective Impulse came out that September. That's that's right. Yep. It was uh, September 2018, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I was like probably shortly I was my the... junior year of college. Yeah. Dang. So, yeah, definitely. That's, that's weird. Time flies. Ew. <laughs> yeah, dude. Absolutely. I wish I could erase that single. Yeah, at that point, the only thing we had out was Collective Impulse, but I think we had Dissociate. And that, um, Dissociate was written. Oh my god, I forget the name of the song. No, the um, whole fucking Pathmaker. album was written Pathmaker, by that. Pathmaker. We call Pathmaker no, we Death. A, we had Dissociate and Pathmaker at that point, and probably yes. Salvengard too. But that was back and eight fifty six, dude. No, we oh, definitely man. had the whole album written for like four years at that point. <laughs> dude, like we had we had different variations of the album yeah, for a, a long time. A lot we'll of songs came and went off that album, like over a good amount of time. Yeah, bro. I I would imagine that because like. Usually when you go into making an album, especially for, like, your first album, there's a lot of, like, trial and error, like, with, you know, picking the right songs and making sure, like, everything's up to par. Because as you go on writing, you're like, this song fucking rips. And then you go back to the first song, you're like, all right, let's see the other material. And you're like, "Uh, you know what? (laughs) I think this would go better in the trash bin. Or or you're just like, nah. Like we it's, trashed pretty much an entire album's worth of material before we got to Null Space. <laughs> yeah. well, so it was like we wrote an album, we had parts of Null Space on that album, and then we were like, well, we only really like those parts. So then yeah. we only kept those parts and just kept changing. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, because, like, you know, especially now knowing your guys' standards for your music, yeah. I can only imagine, like, how much was like, all right, this is staying, this is going. Like, it's, it was a lot, dude. It's a lot. It's unreal. We'll obviously dive into the album a little bit more yeah, we'll throughout go because it's obviously the big chunk of, of why I have you guys here. Yeah. Um, the reason I have you guys here mostly is to, like, you know, even though, yes, like, your album came out, you guys are a new band, and it's picking up some steam, you guys literally like kind of came out of nowhere, at least to the majority of the world. Like close friends and stuff, we were all aware that this was happening. You guys were like one of the only people who knew. Yeah. And Along with, you know, the Stargazer boys. Yeah. But it was just in the air, word of mouth. 
Exactly. That's it. And I I just remember like the first taste of like hearing what you had working um was a Snapchat from Aaron. And I and I that also yeah. I want to get into later because yeah. like Aaron plays a big part in this being a mutual friend of both of ours and mutual producer. Exactly. Like he sent me like a snap of, of you doing some fucked up like Danza style lead. I hate that like I always have to call it that. I, I respect the shit of the Josh semitone, Trapp's it's dissonant. It's it's just like it's that's Danza the, thing. the the way I guess to identify it. That's and, how we identify it. Yeah. And yeah. and I only saw the hands. Like I, I saw like your chin and down and I was like, Who the fuck is that? And and he was like he was like, This is pathogen. I was like, wait, Connor? And he was like, Yeah, dude, I'm doing their album. I was like, Holy shit. Yeah, I was like awesome. I cannot wait for this album. Hell and yeah. that was two and a half years ago. Yeah, I think. two and a half. So that the anticipation right. has been real, man. Yeah, man. Um but first I I kinda like want everyone to get to know you guys and like I, I want I want your name to get out there more. Obviously this is my first episode. This is not really an established thing yet. Of course. But yeah. if I can use this platform to get your names out there, I want that most of all because you guys are such an incredible band. And your music that. is we appreciate that. obviously like blowing people's minds and so I want this to get out to as many people as possible. Cool. Fuck yes, brother. Hell Absolute. Yeah. Absolute. <laughs> I'm gonna take this to the boiling point. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good boy. Shout out to Macho Man Randy Savage. Rip. But cup of coffee in the big time. No, cream always rises to the top, brother. You know cream mother crap. <laughs> Whoa, freak out. <laughs> so, really, because of like the I'm trying to think of the word here, but. The, the 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 thing I mentioned, like the standard of your guys' music, the technicality and and like, I don't know, the precision and like j- j- just how like finely craft. Yes, the the Augusto. Uh, just how finely crafted every song is, and how like like every Aww. song is at eleven. And I'm not just trying to suck your guys' dicks here, hey, but also you're making me blush. You know I'll what it is. This is called the Six Stroke Podcast. So, well, there's it four is. of us, so you got to make up for those extra for two. Joke. Yeah, just letting Six you guys know. Six strokes is all it takes. <laughs> <laughs> just so you guys know, yes, it is a double entendre for all you guys out there. But I kind of want to know because obviously, you guys definitely have at least, at least from what I know, some of you guys have some pretty like well um, trained like background in music. For the most part. For the most part. So, <laughs> like, part. I guess, like, Mark more. I'm gonna more pass so. the mic over to the band now, because I want Perfect. them to kind of dive into like how they started and like like what their background was and like how how you guys started, because I'm sure a lot of people are keen to know. Because sure. you know, like I said, you guys are new to the world. So yeah. let them know about you and how you like started and how you got introduced to music in general. Dude, the first we could we start with Kenny. It starts with Kenny. I'm honestly the worst person to start this. All right. No, okay. Nah, just, just go. Yeah. So, Give it to Connor. the first artist I ever remember listening to was Aaron Carter back in kindergarten. And I'm, <laughs> oh, yes. I'm not even fucking around. It was Aaron Carter and the Go Go Girls. And that made you want to do gutter rolls really well? By the time I was, well, that was in like kindergarten. By the time I got to fifth grade, I was listening to Grindcore. <laughs> <laughs> Grindcore in fifth grade? Yeah. I, I'm not. Oh, a, I found that shit out. Dude, I was discovering. Like POD in fifth grade, <laughs> like Dude, what the fuck? There was a band, um, Misery Cordium, was my favorite. I I don't even know where they're at. I think it was just like an EP that came out, and then 
don't know. I just loved it so much. But like, I realized how awful it was. <laughs> and then I just toned it back and listened to like metalcore a lot throughout like uh, middle school. I listened to that and like dubstep a bunch. And then by the time high school rolled around, I don't even remember what I was listening to. I think that's when I first started listening to Sever the King. Sick. Yeah, it was sick. <laughs> <laughs> big shout out to Sever the yeah, King. Yeah, big big shout out to Aaron Shaparian. That's how I found out about Aaron. Yeah, Aaron's literally God. But yeah, I don't know. I've just been all over the place. And at this point, I barely listen to metal. Like, it's a big bummer. But yeah. It gets stale. <laughs> I mean... I'm not surprised by that. Because, like, I mean, I hear a lot of, like, in a lot of interviews and stuff like that, like, with big metal bands and stuff like that, you always get that that guy who, like, dude, like, your music is so intense. Like, what kind of metal do you listen to? Like, actually, I uh, I listen to dude, the I Salsa li- Verde. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, like, that's the thing. They're like, oh, you've, ne- you've never heard of it? I, I don't listen to metal. And dude. if I do, it's cattle decapitation, because it must be, which, honestly, r- respect. Yeah. But, but still, it's, so, I mean... It's interesting because, like, of how like well crafted your vocals are, like on the album. So you're like, yeah, I don't listen to metal. So like, you have I, kind I of like to no some bias for sure. But like, the main shit I listen to is like lo-fi beats. I listen to like, That's there's, yeah, there's a Spotify playlist called Cafe uh, Beats or something like that. Kenny has also never listened to Lamb of God or the Contortionist. Yeah, I literally or... just found out who like that the court. <laughs> What is it? Con- contortionist? I just heard of their name for the first time like two days ago. Can yeah. Um I I've, this I've, I've, yeah, we I've, had we had a pre podcast conversation about this before um Connor and Christian made it here perfectly on time for the podcast. <laughs> we we get fucked an hour and a half late, by the way. Like hey. Kenny like surprised the shit out of me with like how like many bands like that you would find like influences to pathogen like he's just like eh, never heard of him never listened to him i'm like whoa but yeah. at the same time i mean like it's that's not shaming like that's just like straight up like i've never listened i am to, like, genuinely shocked most like crazy metal stuff i, I barely dibble dabble in metal nowadays like i love it it's sick and there are a bunch of bands that i really enjoy and i'll listen to a lot but more often than not i'm chilling to like some funk or some like indie music some lo-fi stuff is really good and uh there's this one band that I've been listening to a lot. That's like a jazzy kind of thing. It's like, yeah, I love you, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, I forget the name of it. It's like Booker T and the MGs or something like that. But they play like some really nice, nice stuff. Booker T, like the wrestler. Because <laughs> yeah, we I, know, I know you're you're know a big wrestling. fan of wrestling. Give him the elbow. <laughs> I've never <laughs> I've never watched wrestling. I have no idea. I. What's his name? Randy Savage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Macho Man Randy Savage. Never even heard Who of him Who's the other one tonight? we talked about? Oh, uh, Ric Flair. Ric Flair, yeah. Yeah, the originator of... Woo! Yeah, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, I know him. He's, he's, he's like... Also a wrestler. He, he's the action movie star, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. The, he's the one in that uh, car movie called... Uh, what's it called? Fast and Ferocious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, Fast and Furry. Weird, weird like, offshoot, like, regarding The Rock... I, my first week of like working my job, but like back when like I was on construction, I, there was this big Samoan man. I found out later his name is Toa. (laughs) Shout out to Toa because when I posted about this, he said, I will definitely listen to your podcast if you listen to mine. So yeah, when that happens, I will for sure listen. He is the rock's uncle. 
What? Yet he is younger than him. Oh yeah. He is part he is he is part of like the great Mayavia, like Samoan like long line like family like in wrestling. And I and I was like, What? I was like I was like so like, does everyone in your family wrestle? Do you wrestle? And he was like, "Yep." And he showed me a picture. Like he used to have half his face painted, and I was just like, "That dude's Whoa. the fucking man." Dude, he's a whole fucking man, dude. <laughs> he he fucking fired. Like, he like picked me up above his head, fireman carried me across a roof. Like it was, a, like a quarter of a mile, just to flex on me. And I was like, <laughs> "And boy, oh boy, I was like, did respect." <laughs> And, I, and when he showed me his tattoo sleeve, I was like, oh, yes, this makes, I was like, you are of the Mayavia family. And, the real deal. and to this day, you know, keep in touch every now and then. Shout out to Toa and uh, the Mayavias. Anyway, back to music. Enough about, enough about wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Connor, you're up. Um, all right, yeah, so we're talking about the pathogen shit, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started playing when I was eight. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll skip all those, like, formalities. Like, yeah. Like how like you guys formed? How you guys decided to like? And this is perfect that Christian and I have the mic right now because like yeah, like it's like how him you guys and I basically were found like, each other and we're like, this is yeah, what we want to do because yep. you know I'm curious. Yes. Everyone else who's heard your album is curious. Absolutely. So let's do it. I'm let's curious. fucking do it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Call me Curious George over here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the man with the yellow hat. Curious George over there. You want to bounce on my knee there, Curious George? <laughs> Oh my so, god, dude. Definitely start as young lads, just yeah. Connor and I. Yeah. Some really bad what we thought oh was Oh my gen- god, it was terrible. You know, we gen- were we were gentle. Oh yeah, quote on quiz. Before we uh with Guitar uh, Pro. Solo Guitar Pro, guitar oh, Pro yeah. five at the time. It was it was pretty it's bad. Pretty cringy, but got <laughs> very, us where we are very now in cringy. songwriting, so I still have the first song we ever wrote on my computer if you ever wanted to hear it. <laughs> it's awful. It just drop me an email, please. Absolutely. Please email. Yeah, we all start off like any anything you look back on. Like my first band was like a progressive rock band that eventually became a progressive pop uh, rock band. Oh, yeah. And like still to this day, oh, if, so they sold out before they even became Cal a sellout. They were like, <laughs> oh no 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 no, they oh, they didn't anything that like involved like screaming or like they were. I don't want to do that. Like it hurts my voice, gotta, man. We have to have choruses, and we can't have like have the whole to. song in four four. And then go to a fucking seven no three, eight bridge. Four. It doesn't make any sense. Not bashing them, but like at the time, it's just like we thought we were the shit. And for like 14, 15 year old kids, like it was decently crafted music. But when you look back on it, you're just like, woof. Like yeah. buzz your girlfriend, yeah. woof. Like, anytime you're in a band when you're that fucking like you're like 14, 15, you always think you're the shit, even if it sounds. Oh like my god, I thought garbage. I was sick. Christian thought, yeah. Christian, and I thought we were sick, dude. Oh, we yeah. thought we were so sick. And you totally were when you were that age. Oh like. yeah, <laughs> yeah but not now. It's like oh, like we did like a battle of the bands thing and got like to play like Starline Ballroom, which was like New Jersey's like yes. biggest. I know Starline. Like, and I was like, oh my god, we made it all the way to the finals. <laughs> and I know for a fact if they heard this, they'd be like, dude, I can't believe Dave's bashing our fucking band. Literally. I'm like, dude, it's been like 12 years. Yep. Move past and realize that there yep. was some shit in there. Oh, but yeah, like, dude. yeah, you always at the time you're like, yes, yeah, it's great. But then when you look back on it, you're like, God damn it. So we had a yeah. long phase of that. Yeah. So we were really outcrier long. originally. Oh yep. yeah, just a group of friends, right? And some yeah, group of boys. But Did I was you also have like the forward slashes. Mm-hmm. Or, like, <laughs> That's why I like. Dude, I wanted. Dude, I legit wanted that. Yeah, of yep. course. Legit. Because you need that when you're in a jet band. Yeah. Like it's not jet if it doesn't have the forward slash. Exactly. 
It, um, we got to be divided by. <laughs> we have to copy structures, dude. But back then, I was also in a band that hopefully nobody recognizes the name of called The Second Phase. I thought we were the shit. We were just like August Burns Red, Texas in July driven metalcore. Oh, like, but you guys were good. They were good. We there were like seven tempo changes in one song. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, it. dude, it was It was, it was classic good. metalcore. But, it was um, actually a good live show. I remember you guys. Yeah, when fun. our drummer it quit, were. that's actually our bassist, Luke Fiadino brought us mark he's like yo this kid's absolutely nasty like you've never seen anything like oh it. yeah and he started bringing some god he like completely changed the drums to one of our songs it sounded just like uh it sounded so no, good for a second phase oh for a second dances. Phase. it sounded like arithmophobia <laughs> and i was oh, like yeah. who the fuck is this kid <laughs> he was like i mean we had no polyrhythms you know we were yep. straight four four and i came over to connor i was like Second phase is dead. Pathogen's about to have this jazz drummer who's like, I've never Insane. seen anything like him. Which, if I may interject, by the way, that is one of the most commonly asked questions I got on all the like, ab like absurd amount of story posts I was making about your guys' album when it dropped. Yeah. They were like, who the fuck is this drummer? <laughs> yeah. And it, it wouldn't be a drumming foundation like based podcast if we didn't take a second to fucking gush about mark's playing literally dude just let alone me you know <laughs> <laughs> and thank god you're a clown because if you were totally serious i would be so f like much more intimidated by you than i already am. dude if mark didn't say a single word and just had a straight face the whole time i think we'd all be scared of him <laughs> like, we wouldn't even know like how to start a conversation with him i was dude i'm like that most of the time anyway <laughs> well, well that's the thing like you're you're like that like at first but so am i you know like sometimes it takes a second no, you're not. but like at first because <laughs> i was i was like I dude know. like i was introducing him to my anybody introducing like the, the band to my family upstairs hey, and I was like, I was like, yeah, this is, uh, I was like, this is Mark. Uh, he's basically Doctor Manhattan in this house full of feeble human beings, <laughs> straight up. And, dude. and he was like, what? I'm like, don't, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it, it's unbelievable. Like drummer, drummers that 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 I know and I'm friends with and like are incredible players are like, this is just fucked up, man. Like, oh my god. Like, he's wild. Like Josh Travis. Even like had some words to say about you. Yeah, I, I won't you repeat them because I don't want to. What's up? Did you? Because uh, I saw that Austin Archie texted. Yeah, because uh, Austin Archie uh, Lorna Shore, he is very close friends with uh, Josh and like he's he's close with like the Amir dudes because like he did dude, he, he did lights. <laughs> oh, dude, amazing band. We get, Joshua Travis is like literally my dad, dude. We get we get down, dude. Yes, yeah. oh Josh Travis is, is big daddy. Big daddy, because because Austin, uh, like that he did lights for uh, an Amir tour yeah, one time, yeah. and like they got to know each other because they toured in Europe together for like oh. a Never Say Die tour. It was like Lorna Shore. I didn't even know, and like a bunch of like, you know, very like highly popular like metalcore deathcore. Like I think Chelsea Grin was on it. Yep. Amir headline. So Grin. they got to be like boys like that way from from what he told me. And I then wish that could happen. And to me. Austin is like one of those dudes like where if he. If he is a genuine like, if he's genuinely interested in like a band, no matter like size or what, like like he he recognizes like real and and he yeah. always like shouts it out. So he was like, "Yo, these are like, I, I don't remember, like this is not what he said, but like he, he was like basically like these are your children. He's like real drums, um, like it's just madness." And yeah. Josh was just like, "Yo, this is fucking." ridiculous he's like tell them kids to chill out because this yeah. is madness and i yeah. was like yo 
<laughs> I was like, if you get the endorsement from from that man, oh my shit, God. it's it's fucking awesome, bro. Like, I love him. He doesn't even know me. He has no idea <laughs> who I am, but I love him. Well, it, well, he does now, man. So, yeah. but he fucking, does now, yeah. But yeah, man, it's it's insane. I'm sorry. I'll give the mic back over to Christian. Yeah, no, it's all good. Oh, I don't need this. <laughs> well, just give it to Mark. Let's give it to Mark. Fucking face. <laughs> let's talk about your four beats in our album. Yeah, let's, oh, yeah. yeah. Right, let's go to uh, Mr. Four Four only over here. That's me. I only live in four four lands. What am I? What? A, what? What? Oh, like, so pretty much, context? dude. We left off where fucking Christian was hitting you up for second phase. Yes, there, there we are. I for, yeah. I forgot for a second. No yeah, 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 yeah. So at this point, you're done. You're done with metalcore. Yeah. You're in pathogen, and we have Mike Miller as a vocalist. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I'm like in the band, and I'm just writing drums. Like my whole my whole philosophy with this shit is like I kind of just work here. <laughs> like. So the way it works is that, like, Connor writes all the fucking music, Christian will have input and, like, piece shit together, and then they send over, like, their pre-posed with their shitty guitarist-written drums. Oh my god, it's so bad. I, <laughs> I erase them all, and I'm like, alright, I'll fucking write whatever, yeah, and then he they'll start the scratch. file probably about, like, at least 20 more fucking times, and then you kind of just work with it from there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, going back to, like, how I got in it, I guess, just... From the second phase, basically, I was in the band with Christian, um, and it was we didn't do anything for like probably about like I don't even know couple, how long. Probably a couple of months. Couple of months. I'd say it's at least at, at least like two months after that. We had like one practice with the other guitarist, Niche. Right, that's his name. Yeah. yeah. Nishada. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Nishada Serenade. I love that. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, I had a practice with them, and they were like, oh, this is going to be sick, blah, blah, blah. And then I think we did another one with the vocalist, too, and it just didn't, nothing picked up from there. And then I started going to college, um, University of the Arts down in Center City. And I was just, like, fully immersed in that shit. It wasn't really focused on being in a band at that point. And then Christian hit me up on Facebook, and he's like, yo, like, you got to hear some of this shit. Oh, you even showed me some stuff in the last, in in the the second phase practice we had. Like, dude, I'm doing this other project. Like, you'd be perfect for it. Like, listen how crazy this is. And I remember hearing it, and I was like, I want to fuck this up. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) Um, So... Basically, it's a couple months off, I was like midway through college, and I remember because I was a commuter, I was sitting down at lunch at Honeygrow, the fucking best place for quick lunch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I was sitting down there, and then I was like dicking around on my phone, and then all of a sudden Christian messages me, and he's like, "Yo, like I know you're not like doing anything musically right now, blah blah blah. You want to like do this band? Like we're actually like doing it for real now." And from there, we just kind of like went with it, got in the yep. got in the Facebook group chat, and started yep. sending G pros out. Left yeah. and right, and took however long to write the album, but yeah. And like fucking, I mean, we were like sending the files to Mark. I just remember like we thought they were like final, like even with our drums. <laughs> like we we <laughs> totally <laughs> thought, dude. Connor wrote, I mean, with all the whack, you know, rhythms. Most of the shit was just you know either snare on three or snare on two and four, and it was just four beats. Yeah. And when Mark started putting drums, and I was like. This shit does not sound the same. Oh, dude, it was a whole different. Everyone out here, even if you're a guitarist and you take a lot of pride in how you write your guitar parts, you still write uh, drums like a fucking guitarist. I'm sorry. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Dissociate before Mark touched it was the driest open notes, just painful to listen to. It was like as dry as a desert. (laughs) Meat and potatoes. Dude, like literally the intro, the bo-dat, bo-dat. That was in a four beat. Dry as a Yeah. <laughs> but like straight, like 
Because that's what I'm saying. Because like, not saying that the rhythm is basic, but it's it's it, one dude, of those it's a rhythm, basic rhythm. Like, I'm, I don't know my terms all that well, so no feel worries. free to completely embarrass me on my own. No, well, I guess. dude, like, I it's it. kind of it's kind of like one like what you call it staccato. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like dude, but yep. like he changes the feel of it. Yes, like four fucking times. Yeah. He plays so, a five. So it starts. It's like and then da, re- da, resets da, it like it's a like, four. It's right? fully syncopated, like with yeah. with the notes, and then I'll, I'll be a dork and like fully explain it right now. So basically, the whole thing is based off of a five sixteen and kind of like. Um, I guess yeah, it's basically it's just a, counting it's a fi- five. It's yeah, a five. It's, it's a, a five sixteen pattern based in um one two three one two. So one two three one two one two three one two one two three one two one two three one two, and you make yes. you make the. <laughs> now is this in the, the first part when it comes back? No, the first part. Uh, yeah, like that's what you think of it, because like five is divided into three and two, or two and three, or two and three. You can or go four and one. Ticket, 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 ticket. You just lost, you know, the entire New Jersey metal scene. I was about to, I was about to keep going. Oh no, 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 keep going because I want to see how many more people are like drooling as they're like trying to like. Yeah, so like if you if you take like the four like the pulse right. Like one, two, three, four. You can divide into sixteen notes, and then you get exactly. Like, and that's what the whole. That's pretty much what almost the entire song is based off. Like the first hook is based on the five sixteen thing, and I'm like, well, you could just do like what every fucking jam band does, and do like like that kind of shit. That's exactly what we did. Yeah. Why don't you just like at my band like right now? I'm sorry, man. We already talked about it. Yo, like, no, why I'm, are you I'm adding fucking, me, I'm dude? Totally <laughs> I, I'm not on your level. So, so, like, it's really it's really easy to make five groove like that. So you just kind of, like, make it the new four. So it's not in four anymore if you just make the five the one. The yeah, new five one, the basically. pulse. Yeah. Um, and then you can, it, since it's in four, you can weave in and out of that and kind of do, like, this, like, weird, like, um, uh, what's the fucking term for it? Uh, it's a Matt Gartzka thing that uh, he just magically made up. Oh, it, it's know. it's it's like uh, some so, some involving like poly polymeter and like you can make the five sound like four and like the fours sound like five. Um, like with like right. no like internal time signature type shit. He does it in the brain dance all the time. Fuck. But, so it's like know. you take you take like a like a five four bar. You can either organize it in five groups of four or four groups of five. Yeah. So that's kind of the concept that I was applying to that to make it. Or you could group it in ones and twos field. if you wanted oh, to. Oh no, yeah, know. yeah, I'm totally getting it. <laughs> Dude, the entire audience is probably like, what's the noise? I am mean? not articulating this well at all either. Holy shit. They just skipped halfway through like time signatures. <laughs> oh yeah. We, they definitely skipped. Did, they definitely did they skipped answer my question so yet? Then, so then you carry the two and then divide it by five. <laughs> you take the quotient? <laughs> Where did the protons and neutrons come in? <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is exactly how everyone thought you guys think. No. <laughs> Which Dude. is so amazing because they're like they were a higher life Dude, form. Was, no, like nah. not not even. Like I don't I don't think music should be thought of in like math terms like that because then it just sounds like you're thinking about music like a fucking equation and it, there's just nothing True. behind there's it. There's no at all. formula. It's like Dude. you hear something, you have the background to know what it is and you just apply it. And it either fucking works or it fucking doesn't. It could be too over the top, but like 
if you have that knowledge of it, like you can use that and like make it work, you know? Exactly. It's all yes. about like fitting, like, if it's your music, like you fit it to how you feel it. Yeah. In yes. sense, which is like, that's what music is. It grooves the way that. Yes. It, yes. It, yeah. It, yes. It, 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 <laughs> At the end, of, like you guys are like, no, nah, it grooves this way. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the drummer's like, ah, oh, motherfuckers, it yeah. grooves this way. So, like another another thing to point out too is like actually being aware of like your genre and where you are in your fucking genre too. So it's like a lot of gent stuff. It kind of sounds like if there's any drum dorks who work out of books in here, it sounds like a fucking like new breed exercise where it's just like sixteen note ostinatos the entire time, and it kind of gets dry. Like I, I, that's why I feel about it. But the way that this music is at least with Pathogen, a lot of it is pattern-based. And you can recognize, even in some of like the more like dense ostinato-type passages, there are sections where you could feel it in many different ways, and trying to exploit that while still making it musical is honestly why I love writing for this fucking band, is because it's a really, really difficult challenge to make it not sound like I'm just like taking my dick out and <laughs> pissing on my set, you know? Yeah. Basically, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. That's all I have to say. Basically, no. Like I'm taking it in, but at the same time, it's like I'm taking in all this knowledge, and I'm like, yes. But at the same time, all that comes out is flannin. Like I, I don't know what to say because I'm flabbergasted. But like, you know, it. Yeah. Which is which is awesome because like before this, like you were telling me that you don't really listen to too much metal outside of which also understandable because yeah. like i'm sure when you were in college they weren't like we're gonna teach you how to make gent interesting so it's it's actually interesting enough when i was at uarts um the way they had the the whole four years set up is you had two two te- two years with one teacher and then two years with another teacher my first teacher his name is jason gianni the fucking man first of all um he is um He's like an all-around guy. He really is like an all-around guy. He used to play for like The Voice down in some country like uh, uh, it was some like Central American country, I think, like their edition of The Voice. Um, he played um, for the Ultimate Queen Experience, and he also did every drum track you have ever heard on SpongeBob. No way! What? Yep. <laughs> Yo, I love this dude. <laughs> what? That's wild. And get this: his main thing is like that, like. Um, 90s early 2000s um like extreme drummer type thing like marco miniman where he can do like 17 in his right arm and 13 in his left arm and something in his left foot while keeping an ostinato on the bass drum like that type of shit like that's his wheelhouse like literal like mike mangini he, uh like marco miniman shit and he he literally he looks exactly like mike mangini too <laughs> oh my god some boston italian yeah. guy like this is how i'm going to teach you yeah. like yeah exactly <laughs> No, but so I was lucky enough to get grouped in with him, and he he was a really nice segue in from, like, me coming from high school and everything, being in all these metal bands and, like, just being all about metal. And, like, the only technical um, foundation I had was a marching band. And, like, if if anyone knows anything about that shit, that's not how you play drum set. (laughs) So, like, going to a jazz school, it was really, really, really fucking difficult for me to, like, pick that up immediately. But he was a really good segue because he knew where I was coming from but also had all this knowledge with all this other shit. Um, I forget where we were going with this. <laughs> we can honestly... It's all good. I don't know. I mean, if you're if you're tapped out on talking about, like, drum education, like, that's fine. I mean, we can always segue onto the next no, shit, we but, were, like... We were talking about fucking... Oh, wait, the the album about. process, dude. <laughs> we were just talking about picking up Mark. Yeah. Just, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I thought we were all that. Yeah, we... <laughs> no, nah, we, we completely digressed. Yeah. 
uh, honestly though, like at this point though, I think because um, now this can also kind of because I don't think we covered Kenny's like introduction to the band. So this actually does transition well into the next part, which I have, which is about working with Aaron, Aaron oh. Shaparian. Oh my god! So, so I'll obviously let you talk about it because I'd rather hear you talk about it. But from what I know is that you and Aaron have a project called Dead Vectors as well, which, for those who don't know, you guys are, correct me if I'm wrong, you're like the, you're like the live performing version of it because Aaron, because, yeah, when that starts to exist again, um, because Aaron is constantly busy being a wizard behind the keyboard and behind the computer. Yeah, just doing his audio thing. So... Kenny, feel free to take the reins on that, and you guys chime right. in as you please. So, I used to be in a band in high school uh, that actually played shows with Christian's band, The Second Phase. We were called Far From Home. We ended up breaking up for like the dumbest reason, and I was like searching for a band for like five years, just like trying to like find anything to do music because I loved it so much, and like nothing ever happened. So I ended up doing my own project, which was called Voyager, and that went nowhere. And I was just so bored, and all I wanted to do was music. So I um, found Aaron on Instagram somehow, and I hit him up, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to just do a song. I just want to be in music again. I got the song back, and I fucking loved it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do a full EP, which is where the Dead Vectors EP came from. Um, and it's funny because I had no idea who Aaron was. So, like, I loved Sever the King. I listened to him for, like, six or seven years at that point. So you, like, found out, like, after you were like – Oh, so this guy whose music he's making for me, I well, love so much, is I, behind this band that I was like, Bleh. I gave Over, him yeah. like influences of like bands I liked and stuff. Yeah. And like gave him very specific parts where I'm like, this is awesome. I want to do stuff like this. And most of it was Sever the King. And I had no idea that Aaron was Sever the King. Yeah. So by the time I was doing my second vocal session with him, I found out while I was there. And I had tried to like hold back from fangirling on him <laughs> while we were recording Groom Reminders. Yes, and it w- it was very difficult because I love Sever and they're oh, always yeah, like one of like know? my favorite metal bands ever. And like to just to get like paired up with a Juggernaut, mm-hmm. like without even knowing it, I like instantly knew Dead Vectors was a solid thing. Yeah, you knew you were like set because you're like not only am I gonna get like great. Uh, like great music made out of like what I'm requesting. You're like, I'm going to get great production. A hundred percent. And you're going to have a great time working with him as well. Cause like, yeah, I, I came to know Aaron like as soon as I, I joined Sentinels because they were like gearing up to like finish (laughs) recording uh, our single extinct by instinct. And that is like right when I joined. So like we were playing it on like this little run that I was filling in uh, for them for before I joined and like I was like, fuck! I have to learn this all. Like they gave me the pre-pro drums to learn. I was still like, I'm gonna have to humanize this because this is unrealistic as fuck. <laughs> like 320 BPM blast beat, technically. Yikes! So that's when I learned about crossover blast beats, <laughs> and it was the only way I could make it work. But and, and so immediately as I joined, they were like, all right, cool. Uh, we're gonna go to Aaron's, and uh, you're gonna basically like tell him what you want to do drum wise for the song because everything you know was programmed. And like working, like not knowing this guy whatsoever, and then having no knowledge of programming drums, like sitting there and literally going, "No, it's like this, like or whatever it was, yeah. like on his desk." And he was like, "All right, cool, one second. 
he, he just does and it. And just, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> Literally right out of my head. Like, I didn't even have to explain he's it. He's a magician like, when it comes to being, like. There was a point in From the Bind, we have this really eerie sounding part behind the chugs at the end. It's somewhere in the beginning, too. And we wanted something. And I was like, yo, Connor, play a G. And Connor plays a G, and he's like, all right, give me five minutes. Gives us five <laughs> minutes, and he has this crazy sound coming up behind our guitars. I was like, you did that with an open bottom string. Like, give me five minutes. It's, it's wild. It's also the sound that's at the end of Keki yeah. as well. It's and a motif. Also, like, yeah. with with the fu- with like doing drum edits and everything, too, With you just heard me try to explain that bullshit to you. I talked to him like that, and he's like, all right, give me a minute. <laughs> he, he just figures it the fuck out. I'm like, dude. Yes. <laughs> he knows If you can everything. figure out your shit, then you know you're in good hands. But yes, back to how you got into Pathogen via Aaron and Dead Vectors. All right, so I told Aaron that, you know, the whole story of five years, whatever, not being in a band, trying to find stuff and failing and, you know, people bailing on bands that I was trying to do. And um, I was so down to do an EP with him, which we were going to do regardless. And... Um, I think after the first vocal session, he was really impressed with how I sounded, and he knew Pathogen was looking for a vocalist, mm-hmm. so he... Well, not yet. At that point, we still had our vocalist from Collective Impulse in the band, yeah, yeah. and I guess it was after that, Kenny was like, or I guess I didn't know, I knew Kenny at the time, but didn't talk to him, and Aaron was like, yo, so you guys need a new vocalist. There's this guy I've been working with, and he's in PA also. And I was like, okay, who is he? And he's like... His name's Kenny Stroh. I was like, are you kidding? I was like, I used to, like, he. we went to the same high school. We used to, he used to play in Far From Home. I would play shows with him all the time in the second phase. Like, we had so many mutual friends. I was like, that kid's been amazing since high school. So, like. Bro, you want to know long. the craziest thing? Guess where he lives? Right across the street from you? Literally, dude. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not even kidding. Like, a hundred feet away Bro, from Kenny my house. he came in, like, mad clutch with this. <laughs> like, stri- like, that's, that's. I had no idea. You couldn't be luckier. And then Aaron from, you know, two and a half hours away in New Jersey was like, oh, yo, like, your neighbor's really good. Like, you should have him join. I was looking for a band because I wanted something solid, and I knew Dead Vectors was just for fun. So uh, to get invited to Pathogen was, like, extremely lucky just because I had been looking for something for so long, and here comes this fucking group of crazy people like making the most insane (laughs) shit you've ever heard we already knew you were a homie since even before you joined yeah like like you had this perfect band that sounds exactly like contortionist exoplanet (laughs) shut the fuck up shut your fucking mouth (laughs) oh man but yeah that's sorry i don't know where that came from but uh, i love the contortionist it's it's okay i've never heard of the contortionist i have no that's not a dig of the contortionist that's for uh something else inside (laughs) joke at this point but it's an inside joke. You have to be there. Yeah, you guys <laughs> don't even know anything about us. But yeah, that's how I uh, that's how I joined the band, and the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history, and honestly, it couldn't have happened in a better way because it's like not only we're like you know the the core of the band like all great at what they do, like unbelievably good at what they do. It's like now they have a vocalist who is top tier for what they're going for oh you <laughs> you're too sweet dave rocky you know why i'm here baby <laughs> to just all over you but <laughs> straight up though because like that's the thing is like that's another like general like consensus that everyone's having they're like dude 
everyone in this band is fucking top notch. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I was like, that's that's why I'm like, I'm so like hardly like pushing this band. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's insert good. blowjob noises here. Gawk, gawk. This podcast is getting flagged. This is not getting approved for distribution <laughs> whatsoever. First and last. Everyone who's like, I support you. Do your podcast. They're like, I'm never listening to this fucking piece of shit's podcast ever again. No. I, piece of shit, you fucking bastard. <laughs> there it is. I told you about you it. Told told about you told me about this. Yeah. We were, because t- I was like. Bro, he I, does it so well. He was like, it's dude, scary. you're going to love Mark. He's like, he's so good at accents. And I was like, yes. And, and he's, he does a great Irish accent. I was like, dude. I have a thing about Irish <laughs> accents to where, like, when they're so authentic, I'm like, it makes me like, sometimes, which is terrible. No offense to Scott, but like, when it's like really rough, you're just like, oh my god. Like, fortunately, I can't say anything that's gonna get this podcast flagged, so I'll refrain from doing it from now on. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, like it's like fucking s- shove it in me rear. <laughs> oh my god. No, no, that's dude. The time thing on my logic is set up stupid, so it looks that way. I think we've been going forty-five minutes actually. So, yeah, imagine we just like halfway to Joe Rogan podcast in no time because we're a bunch of gent dorks. It's perfect. Get Alex Jones on your podcast next. That'll be the day. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I made notes here. This is professional yeah let's follow the notes dude but how did, how did you guys like working with aaron though because obviously Amazing. like you know kind of covered that person on earth honestly i've worked with a bunch of producers and literally he is like above and beyond like especially when i was doing dead vector stuff or first doing it he was doing stuff like six months after to help push dead vectors to the next level even yeah. though like i didn't ask for it and like I don't know. He's just the greatest dude. Yeah. I fucking love Aaron. And for your guy's style, you could not have landed on a a, a better guy. Which, exactly. by the way, how did you? I mean, I guess I land exactly. on Aaron. Yo, for Sentinels, for Sentinels yeah. Neurosis. We heard neurosis. Oh yeah, we <laughs> we heard neurosis. See, now the gush is like semi equal, so that's cool. Oh <laughs> my god, <laughs> Sentinels was like. Dissociate was actually ripped off of. One of your songs, Decadence. God. Decadence, the, the end ending. has a semitone, it has a break, and it has a semitone breakdown. Literally, and it just end comes out of nowhere. It was just taken from you guys. Thanks for letting me know. You'll be hearing from our lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That song's. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that. Mm, I love that EP. I love that EP. I Same. still listen to it. Same. At least someone does. Because, yeah. like, not. All right. I'm not, like, trying to, like, shit on our own music. It's, like, like you guys said, like, when looking back on your old bands, it's like you look back on your old stuff and you're like, fuck because I, I was telling them earlier like when when i was like writing the drums for that i was, was basically just joining the band and i knew the standard for their drum parts that they already set because like their first drummer because i'm technically like yeah I'm technically the third drummer in the band so like the drummers before them were like wild men like they just would go full 100 all the time and would write the craziest shit they could for their, their i saw their sentinels live before you were in the band actually Oh my god, yeah, dude! It was me and Christian, and we saw. How much them play. better was it? <laughs> no, dude, it wasn't better. It wasn't worse. Like I don't remember. 
dude. This was when I Idils Idils Idols Idols. Oh my Idols. god! <laughs> it's okay because honestly, when I first saw, it, I was like, dude, it's just Idols? it's got an I D Y L L. I was in the like, band, uh, so Idilis, like botch that name all you please, dude. Yeah. But no, they only had that out, and they didn't even have um, Age of Revision out. That was a 2014 single. S- uh, single. Oh, yeah. So did you see them like when when Rob was the vocalist then? Because like I, I remember, do you remember the show? Because I'm thinking, because like from Dude, all the times at, they told um, Planet us, Trog. Planet Trog with you guys, I think. Oh my god! Holy shit! I yeah. remember that. I yeah. remember. <laughs> Holy fuck! You just unlocked some like super. Dude, deep I remember movies. that um, day. God. I remember that. Was that, that Lorna Shore or did TSP play with Lorna Shore? You guys did play with Lorna no, Shore, who, yeah. Who really? The second yeah. phase, yeah. Who, who, who were they with? Dude, I have no idea. I've Holy seen Monuments fun. there. I've seen Lorna Shore there. I remember that. Dude, remember? Um, Connor Martin was there. What's that one band? Um, I love Connor Martin. That has that song, yeah, Problem that. Child. Oh. Ten Code. Ten Fifty Six. Villains. Villains. Dude, or, when they were called you, Villains, you, you I saw them live. Dead, dead serious. I remember Villains coming on. This was before Freud and Slip, by the way. Kenny, that, Kenny knows album. villains but doesn't know Lamb of God. Literally. <laughs> Dude, I found villains like so many years ago and I just love them. They're so good. Dude, oh my when, God. When I when I played with uh it was, it was a weird, weird lineup. It was Monuments, Polyphia, yes. Villains, and I think Lionheart. Lion uh Lion Fight. Lion I still fight. listen okay. to them because they turned <laughs> into Shiva after that. Okay. Yes. Oh, we were there. I sung yeah. all the yeah. lyrics. We the so, singer looked at me and everything. At Planet dude. Trug, we were at a show. I guess the same lineup. I don't know if it's a different same tour, but yeah, because because my my old band we played uh, in Trenton, and so I think I think it was technically the first day of the tour too. So we were like getting everyone in their most stressed form. I remember the date. It was like September thirteenth. So it was go. probably yeah. September twelfth. Thank you, Brain Man. Something. Around- <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> He's like, it was a Wednesday and it was cloudy. Approximately seven fourteen and thirteen seconds. I had mac and cheese for breakfast. I love Connor. Fucking. Uh, but yeah, like so we played that and then like I think it was like pretty last minute. It was like maybe like three, two to three weeks before the tour started. Whoever was there, oh, it was supposed to be auras. And <gasps> villains replaced them on the tour. What? Yeah, because Aura had to drop, or I Aura's had to drop Aura. off. Aura's, Bro, Aura's is, sick, is literally man. my band. They're, they're without fun. a doubt. <laughs> I, I, oh God, like, I believe it. You don't even know it. I wish I included them in the last part of this podcast. We'll get to that later, because I'm trying to break your guys' minds a bit. Mostly yours, because I know your music tastes. Dude. So either way. Okay. But yeah, I remember that because I was like, oh, shit, I finally get to play with Auras. I heard this band's sick because oh I, I had God. been They're so the, out of the loop. the sickest But band. when I heard Villains was hopping on, equally stoked. And because I was like, this is like a band that a lot of people are coming out to see. Because in New Jersey, Villains had like this huge following. Oh, my God. They had a huge pull. Every sad, angry kid. At the show, and then <laughs> and every problem child, and then they, they all s- listen to reflections now. Yes. Yeah, dude, and <laughs> no, and no, they I all. <laughs> so does my brother. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, fucking. So, villains plays. The venue basically is in shambles, and then Polyphia gets up in full <laughs> in in suits, suits, because <laughs> that's their muse tour. <laughs> they played champagne, and I that think. was yeah, that was their first ever tour. Not shitting on Polyphia, but Bro, that's when they were memes. <laughs> like it was such a transition, yeah. oh, and they man. they go from just like I'm just a problem child to to, to just the sweetest, like most 
endearing sex music at the time where you're like (laughs) prog sex music like if you combine like prog music and sex and one thing that was that album dude i would i would at at that point me and connor talked to tim hansen outside the venue and he was so henson um, henson I'm just kidding. He was like, he was so happy. He's like, I can't believe we got Jason Richardson on uh, Aviator. Aviator. He's like, it's insane. And now he's got like a net tattoo, and he thinks. <laughs> oh, he's now gone. now he's Tim Henson. He's yeah. fucking amazing, though. He he's got the craziest good. guitar but player. He's a diva now, but he's cooking it. He's doing it. Yeah. I. It's not not like, it's not like a, like a dis. I, I just fell off on that band so hard. I think once Dude. they started incorporating beats into the band, I I, I only liked the EP with Impassion on it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, bro. Like when they were still doing double strokes on the kicks and stuff. They were like, like, (laughs) and they have, you know, they've had two drummers named Clay, and that one guy. No, oh wait, uh, uh, yeah. What's their drummer's name? Clay Shem. Clay Ashelman is Clay Ashelman. But they had another drummer. His name was like Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, Yeah. I saw them with the dude. That's what I meant. I saw them with the dude. Like the shows that like we had played. Like that tour was the dude in between, some guy like named Randy. He was a yes, new, yes, yes. He was yes. a new guy. He was he, he was, was in and out something. quick. Yep. Um. But like, I was like, damn. I was like, kid plays the parts like good because like obviously like the the parts like were like you know, they were tough. Like still yeah, like dude. Even, like you're like fuck man. Shit's yeah, complex, they, it was but, good. But um. God damn, I kind of lost track of where I know. <laughs> we just started talking about the same tour for like. Two I weeks. know, man. But that's, um, that's how it goes. It's nuts. Um, oh, yeah. We were talking about how you guys uh, ripped us off. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oops. Oops. Um, Oops. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were talking about, like, working with Aaron and stuff like that. And yeah. uh, because, prim- like, uh, f- to my knowledge, you guys were the first, or at least one of the first bands to do live drums that Aaron had you know, yeah. mixed and like worked because like for a while, like he programmed his own parts and like nothing against programming parts. Like he does them great. very well. <laughs> yeah, he is, very well. in my opinion, like t- like aside Diverse. aside from like the, like the industry leads, like like Nolly and shit like that. Like he's like he's he's, he's the best like undiscovered like human, he's even, humanizer of programming. He's honestly Literally. even better than Nolly. I think he sounds a lot more realistic and his parts are just so much more appropriate. I think and he's, he's heavy. He is Oops. the second best producer in the entire industry, other than Josh Travis. That's all I'll give it. But dude, I because Joshua Travis's drums, oh. dude, they sound. Have you so ever heard four twenty four twenty? Four twenty four twenty. No. Oh yeah. We're gonna show that to you after. It just. Oh. Wait, dude, it's wait. This is one of your dirty. songs. No. no. Joshua Travis. Oh, uh, Joshua. Best work. Dude. Oh, it's so heavy. How have I not heard of this? His production. His, his production is killer, man. Yeah. Like he's killer. he's unbelievable. Cause dude, like all the uh, like all the drums on uh, Perfect War Forever, like yeah. It's, yeah. that's all totally programmed. Glass club. Oh, it's programmed. Pre- pretty sure, cause like I re- I remember being so like obsessed with the band at that time. I that thought they had a gospel guy doing all the drums for that. Yeah, they had Chad Hasty yeah. at the time, yeah. and he did the drums on the Royal Thousand. But that's then, but, but yes, yeah, yeah, but yeah, then yeah. I, from what I remember, being so like into uh, like into their shit and like following their Instagram, they were basic. They basically did that album or that EP like in a bedroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm and f- like the drums, like not like saying anything against like the, the way it was produced and stuff. Like it was like the snare kind of had like a it, 
very similar all throughout. Like it just sounded yeah. like the velocities were Velocity. changing. Yeah. And so like to my knowledge, like that was very much just the Jerry and Josh thing. And yeah. and like shortly after that, I, that's when Travis and and Chad both had left the band. But I guess I guess the reason why they did that is because I don't think they were going for like a technical drumming type of feel yeah. for that EP. The the purpose from what because I remember meeting Josh at like one of their shows like right before like they they were getting ready to release it because Jerry was like yeah Josh got his nine string and we basically were just like we're just gonna write a whole EP of nine string songs and it's just it basically sounds like unreleased Danza shit and so I was very ignorant to like what Danza sounded like because I only knew of Glass Class yeah, yeah so like I remember just being like oh my god and then Trapped Like Rats came out. And I was like, "Trap like rats." Is I still listen to that song. It 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 bumps. <laughs> it bumps always. Nine string gen. Yeah. 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 But so good. Fucking. Uh, I've never listened to Danza or Glass Cloud, by the way. Kenny, you need to get the fuck oh out of my house. <laughs> this is this is upsetting. I'm literally so sorry. You guys can just kill me now. It's cool. Oh no, God. it's cool. We we still love you. Yeah, we do. Kenny just screams in his car to lo-fi beats. That's yeah. all he's ever lo-fi done. Lo-fi beats make me just guttural all day long. <laughs> okay, I remember leaving, we were uh, we were talking about tracking live drums. So you guys did your live drums with Matt Guglielmo. Yes. Even though I have known I've known Matt for a couple of years, but I never know if I'm fucking saying his last name right or me not. <laughs> Matt and G, dude. Matt G. Yeah. There we go. I hate botching last names. <laughs> like Same. it's it's such a thing. But like he is a drum tone wizard, man. Oh, yeah. oh he like, makes it sound so good. Like having his time like in like interning at like graphic nature to now being like a full time like like producer there. Like the drum tones he gets and like his mixes, like and how he plays the drums. Oh, yeah, because like fucking man. Dude, oh, like a yeah. man. Caveman shit. Yeah. Caveman. Because he like he's one he's definitely like one of the newer uh the newer guys at, at graphic nature but it sounds like he's been fucking at Dude, it he for, knows what he's doing he he kills it man and like he swings for the fences yeah a hundred percent and so but you guys tracked uh like the drums at like his house right yes. like yes. which which when i saw that i was like he's tracking drums like what? <laughs> but but like th- that's when I was, I was so anxious to hear him. I was like, dude, because that that room I can imagine had like some nice like natural reverb. Oh and yeah, shit. it had. I the ceilings were so fucking high, and um the room was gigantic too. And I remember we set up like right in front of this big gigantic like lazy boy sofa. <laughs> so it probably had yeah. a lot to do with like just like good natural dampening or something. I don't know. I'm probably. not I'm not Who hip knows? to like acoustics, but same. I I don't really know it. No, d- like. There's like you learn all these like crazy like little tricks like yeah. from like doing live drums like, and and that was another question was was it like a conscious uh, decision to do live drums? Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. I I was not gonna settle for that because I'm I'm a prick honestly, <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm not I'm not doing the program drums thing just because I think whenever I hear, not. All the time, but I want to say like 80% of the time I hear program drums and it just sucks the fucking life out of everything. And I wanted, I I've, I know I personally wanted a more like human touch to everything that was going dynamic. Yeah, everything that was going on. Um, so I know I wanted to do it. I know that I wanted to put more of myself into it aside from just being like, here's the, the MIDI files, do what you want with them, you know? Insert so. yourself. <laughs> And, and like obviously you have the fucking skill to do it because yeah. like a lot of like a lot of things you hear about being in the studio like when you talk to producers like 
one of the most nerve wracking things nowadays in like modern metal is tracking live drums mm-hmm. for a for a metal album because I'm just like, dude, the drums on that record are sick, and, and the producer's like, that guy was a fucking nightmare, oh, or so, yeah. and, and you're just like, what? Well, it's like um like all like old school dudes in the '80s from like bands like fucking Steely Dan or like anything your fucking dad listens to when he's mowing the lawn, basically, <laughs> like. They um they all had all the heaviest hitting motherfuckers come in to do their drum tracks because they knew it was a big deal. Like one Steely Dan album, they had Steve Gadd on it. They took two fucking weeks to get just the kick drum sound right, and they had this whole the most ridiculous standards for playing like the simplest beats, right? But that's that's where it comes from. Like that's where the studio consistency comes from because they set the the baseline for that. Like when you go in the studio, you do it one take, you do it fucking right, and you have to be consistent. You have to do everything. Like, absolutely perfectly. The thing with this music is it's so technical that there's a lot of room for error, and especially the way that I play, I like to improvise a lot. So there's a lot of kind of, like, gray area where it's like, this should be, something should be done to this to make it sound more clean or, like, better, I guess, but you want to keep that shit in there just so, like, you know an actual fucking human did it, you know? But it's just trying to find the consistency is really, really difficult. I was gonna say I was like for for your it actually like brings me some a little bit of comfort to know that <laughs> that you're like yeah I, I like to improv shit a lot where I'm like if you memorized every single program Ooh, note of that album I would kill no. myself because no, 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 no. I'd be like dude I had a hard time enough with our shit and when we were done with our album like like the one we have right now like I I was like man I wrote. Like I, I was feeling good. I was like, I, I wrote the best possible drum parts for this record, right. and I was like, and I feel good knowing that I was able to, you know, take care of this, like, and and get them tracked in a well mattered time. And then I heard your album. <laughs> God damn! Come on, <laughs> don't do me like that. I'm doing you like that, Mark. Staring, yeah, keep doing me like that. I'm staring right into your uncle's glasses. <laughs> but it's it's crazy. Like you know, and and it actually it it. That that element alone of having uh, live drums on an album separates you guys even more in the crowd because, like, no shame to bands who do program their stuff or Absolutely have, like, no s- sample-heavy stuff because it's so common. It's, it's accessible. And it's so much more efficient, honestly, too. Like, if, like, we had it our way, I could have, like, spiced up the, the MIDI beats that we had in, like, our one, in our writing phase when we were writing on Guitar Pro, sent them over. We could have had this album done probably, I don't know, a year ago. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like, that's not the product we wanted. Yeah. And despite the fact that it took a couple years to do, like, at the end of the day, you guys are, like, I'm fucking glad we did this, and because it made the wait all that much worth it. And, yeah, and yeah, it gave more. T- it gave you guys more time to establish like a following and yeah, like yeah. and get a crowd, like a a fan base going. And yeah, also too, it's the first time that I've ever done a production like this big that like you know wasn't in front of like actual people. Like it was a, it was my first studio gig like this fucking big, you know. So it, like the learning process was absolutely crazy for me too. Like I especially, didn't know that. oh yeah, dude, totally. I mean, I've been in one studio before when I was in like high school, the old Try Hard oh, Charlie yeah. days. Shout out to Try Hard Charlie. Hit us up oh. on Bandcamp. We don't play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this was the first time being in a studio in that kind of setting, and I knew that like I had to be a motherfucker going in there because I didn't want to waste anyone's time. We only had three days to record everything. We did it in two. Should have took taken the three days to make everything just a little bit better, in my yeah, opinion. We had like a few like 
quantizing mistakes and that wasn't on matt it wasn't on aaron it was like it was entirely on me because i should have played that shit clean that's really that's really what it is it just added like dude i don't know (laughs) yeah kick me out damn it extra thing that you had to do yeah like we didn't have to do it we could have saved some like little time and there was a lot of that so another uh, another shout out to aaron sorry (laughs) me and connor (laughs) made so many tiny adjustments to the tiniest most insignificant parts that (laughs) it wouldn't make a difference to anyone me and connor were like no you got to do this you got to do this and aaron was always on it and he first try always gave us what we wanted so with the drums Uh, with midi with guitar and you fucking name it dude yeah and like the best part is like there are some some producers out there who will be like, "You're being fucking ridiculous right now." Oh, but yeah. it's it's like, but at the end of the day, you're like, "This is uh, like at least from a musician standpoint, it's like, this is like our debut product that we're putting out to the world. We want to put the best representation of ourselves out there to the world. And we're gonna do it for the next one, but more importantly, the first one, like it, you have, have to, to, live to, up to our own. Standards. Yeah, you have to make sure you're pleased with the first thing you're putting out there to the yeah. world. And like even beyond that, like working with both Matt um, for drum recording and Aaron too, like they just know their role as fucking producers and engineers. Like they just got to do, they got to be there. They got to capture your sound. They got to know what you want as an artist. Like fucking, Absolutely. we were just talking about Steely Dan, one of their drummers, Jeff Ricaro. He was a total prick, like a total, like tell it out is guy. He had some like old ass drum video and he, he said the same thing. Like he's like the most hired studio musician of all time, I think. And he was like, you think I'm going to want to sit there for fucking two hours while I'm hitting this time? They're like, Oh, can you do this differently? Can you do this differently? And it's like, no, fuck that. Like you're going in there. If you know what you're doing, then you should be able to lay it down. And they just, they're like, word, all right, this is cool. And that's exactly what they do. Like, it's fucking awesome to work with them because it's so efficient that way. Yeah. And, like, nowadays with, like, audio technology and, like, you know, advancements in, like, the field, like, you have the room so if you do make an error or something like that, it can be fixed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, per example, the most shat on drummer today Lars Ulrich. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't going to steal Like, My back, man Lars, dude. back in the day, <laughs> motherfuckers had to be tight. Wow. And if you listen to the drum production on, like, I, I get it, Metallica purists, if, if they are listening to this, which I doubt. I'm one of them. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm heavily offended, dude. <laughs> Fucking, like, the Black Album. The drum production on that album is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. It is like revolutionary, and like it's the drum sounds on there are like, mm. and his performance. Th- I'm pretty sure, be- like back in that day, that was to tape. Oh yeah. So you had to be on the fucking click. Yes. So slammed it. So imagine being back then with your guys' shit. What? <laughs> like I mean, not not to say like like oh you guys, but like. It it would have been far more intimidating. No, but like that's like that's like the standard that you gotta hold yourself to if you want like a fucking banging ass product. Like I know like Animals as Leaders did that with their last album. They like Matt Gartsko went in and he just fucking did everything. Everything was completely unedited. It's like you gotta hold yourself to the standard. Like you're on tape, and you can't go back and do this shit again. Like, it's it's unreal. So it's like yeah, like for, for like in today's time, it it's a luxury. Like at this point, to have like those sort of like Absolutely. technological advancements, like with you know recording music and in, in a genre like like your guys, it's it's crazy. It makes it possible, dude. Yes. Yeah. With all that being said, 
It's gush time. <laughs> okay. Gushing with the boys. I love gushy time. We are going to talk about. Like I know we have talked about it like here and there throughout. We're going to talk about your album. Okay. The album is called Null Space. Yes. It's been in production for uh, some years. Yeah. <laughs> Tuned to, per- to perfection. We try our best. Well, yes. We'll, we'll, we'll use that term. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we try. Use it like. Yeah, like it, it's close enough. <laughs> close enough. Yeah. Yeah. So when it came time to like do this album, like. And you guys were going into it because, like, obviously you hadn't had Kenny yet. Old Vocals was still in the picture or? Kind of, So the whole album was done and our last vocalist did not have any lyrics written. And then we recorded Collective Impulse. And that was a point. Yeah, that was a point where we were like, all right, you know, we need a new vocalist. So that's when we got Kenny. Guitars were done at that point, but he needed time to create vocals that were his own. So that definitely put a good, like, six month roadblock on it but you know he's like any other instrument like his parts got to be pitch and rhythmically perfect and they came out better than and i could that have type asked of thing it's insane takes so much time mm-hmm. of course like you gotta like do it then you gotta sit on it you, no, know, gonna push it and you gotta sit on it yeah and i mean you know weeks turn into months and yeah. yeah but like at the end of the day you're still like i want the best possible product yeah and like yeah. every level and like obviously kenny came through and delivered so like Kenny, I want you to take the mic for this because this portion is is for you. Oh, with sweet. like lyrical like themes, because you know Dope. there are people out there who are yes flabbergasted by the music that is on this album. Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. Flabble. <laughs> yes, this is the baby talk section. Uh, fucking so obviously like from you know the lyrics that are not guttural, and the stuff that is like. You know, stuff you can make out to the ear. Like, there are a lot of themes of, like, mental strain and, you know, different forms of which. Like, what like what was your, like, objective, like, going into lyrics? Because, like, I, I love, like, reading lyrics, you know, cu- trying to interpret them, writing them myself. And then, all like, so what was, like, the, the inspiration? Because I'm sure, like, when they hit you up, they're like, hey, we had this full album done, nine songs. It's fucking bananas. Good luck. It's yours. <laughs> it's like essentially, wh- yeah. Like, how how did you go about like writing lyrics, or how, how like do you go about like writing lyrics like in general? Well, it's difficult to explain because like it's different per project. Um, for Dead Vectors, that was like my brainchild, so I would come up with the idea first, and then we'd write it, and then I'd go for it. Mm-hmm. But for Pathogen, since I just jumped right in and it was ready to go, um, I had nothing to work with. I didn't have any ideas. Um, I didn't have any direction. So I basically, for all the lyrics that um, I wrote for the album, each song, uh, I wanted it to all be like a concept, which ended up not working so well, just because it's so big um, that it was very difficult for me to come up with something on the fly. Mm -hmm. I ended up just going with what was the placeholder name of each song and just kind of writing a song about like that idea so like okay so each like songs like a little different but there's a lot of like the same ideas but i don't mean i don't mean to cut you uh, i'm just curious so like every like title on the the album w- were they like the demo names or like did you change any of them like we changed a few names uh which ones did we change well sovereign guard used to be called cosmos when i joined it was wasn't it something different uh, it was beforehand sovereign guard, then it was cosmos 
it was, and then it was Sovngarde again. Yeah. Pathmaker was death. And Kenny actually <laughs> named it Voyage <laughs> of the Lost for a while. And then, it's uh, like the prettiest song in the album, yeah. and it's just called Death. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted to change it because we had Ego Death. So we're like, we don't want Death that to, be to be followed. That was supposed to be a real name, but yeah. it was a bear. And yeah. if it's just Death, everyone's going to be like, Oh, this is going to be a heavy Man, one. there's a skull on the cover that's fucking metal <laughs> as fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, but like you use the title as like kind of like a yeah for this a album, way to start yeah I used the inspiration I got from like the titles and like took it in any way that I could find you know there was a couple cool. that I had a very difficult time with like Sovngarde for some reason I had a very difficult time Christian actually wrote the majority of the lyrics for that one respect yeah he wrote a good portion of that Mark helped a lot with Redux. Um, Double but the respect. rest was pretty much me with like little hints of like help from the guys. Mm-hmm. So each song has a totally different meaning for the most yeah. part. Like, it, it makes sense. Like sometimes, like when it comes to uh, like seeking out like the extra help, where you're just like, you guys have been sitting on the the songs long enough. Do you hear anything in your heads, like a, a certain like pattern or a rhythm? Because you know, like you guys created the rhythms, so like. <clears throat> you would imagine like maybe you have a certain thing set in mind going over the rhythms you have already you're like maybe there's something there that i can help with which which is cool like it it kind of makes it like somewhat of a collaborative effort wait the the like, vocals or yeah. for the guitars or yes yeah, say like you're talking about how like it was collab yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, so it was mostly you know kenny would lay down the whole thing because he's experienced in it but he comes from that you know he had that dead vectors in mind and just so heavy and it was Especially for songs, he would come to me and be like, for Redux or what was it, Opaque? He'd be like, what am I supposed to do for rhythms here? And I'd be like, oh, I don't fucking Dude, know. Opaque, Honestly, like, we kind of just went in the studio and winged it for a lot of it. Yeah. There was a couple versions of each song, but Opaque was the biggest fucking bitch. I wrote that <laughs> song like three times. I'm not even joking. I hated writing Opaque. But I ended, I ended up, you know, we landed on one that we liked, but yeah, holy shit, Opaque was yeah. the biggest bitch to write. So, No Space has 10 songs on it, but one of them was more melodic than the rest. I was still a big fan of it, but it just didn't flow in the album well. It was very, so very light compared to the rest. Yeah, it was like, it was like, like a speed it's bump. It's groovy. It's, you know, it's eight string. It's a little heavy, but it's melodic for the most part, and just didn't flow with the album. But it was very difficult to write lyrics for it. Yes. Yeah, Kenny was like, I don't know, yeah. too. We were like, fuck it. We're just going to drop it, you know, keep the album a little more aggressive, but... That song is still out there. It exists, fully produced. <laughs> it's in the, uh, the ether. So uh, if you want to hear this B-side of Null Space, subscribe to this podcast and follow. Hey. And uh, if, you, if we get no followers, hey. then they are contractually obliged. I'm going to need you to sign some things after this. And <laughs> yeah. you guys are obliged to release this B-side eventually. Perfect. Sure thing, man. Sure thing. That's the thing. No, but... So, yeah, then the lyrics that kind of came out was, like, are they from, like, did you write from personal perspective? or like Some of them were, like, very personal things. Like, uh, Opaque was, ex- like, exactly about that story I already told about the five years not having a band. That mm-hmm. entire song is just about me not having, like, any musical project. It's just, like, being lost in this big forest and it's so much fog you can't see anything in, like, the future. Mm-hmm. Like, that entire song is based on, like, my struggle to try to find a band and then uh redux is actually about pathogen coming together and becoming a band which is nice. uh, very cryptic you wouldn't you wouldn't get it 
like uplifting. just listening to it you wouldn't yeah it's masked in metaphor yeah pretty much <laughs> um uh what else pathmaker it has bits in it where it's about me being a photographer okay yeah so there's like little hints of like on myself. the surface it's like He's making a path for himself onto a better path. Like, like it, it's like it's all it, about it, the yeehaw, path, cowboy. <laughs> yeah, fucking yeehaw, yeehaw, and I'm onto uh, into bread path, path, and I'm gonna walk right down it. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> that's a good boy. That that because that song to me is like, like from like le- uh, reading what um, what you had put up there, like. Cause I I like punished you for like a couple days. I was like, dude, I gotta I gotta read these lyrics. I need to know what I'm what yeah. I'm fully listening to. <laughs> and then I got about halfway through, got sidetracked by something, and forgot to go back to it. So I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> so like all like all that I had read, I was like, Pathmaker is like the light at the end of the tunnel. Like that's, that's that track. And and like musically, it comes off that way. But like, if you want to like explore further into it, because I know that is a question that some people actually had was like, if you're cool with it. What's up? Like diving into, like maybe you know more of like I guess more of the themes like lyrically like Pathmaker. Pathmaker, you said was about like you becoming a photographer. Um, there's bits of it like that. Um, the song itself is about like being lost and trying to find your way in life, like trying to find your purpose, where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to do. For a while, um, I had no idea what I was doing with my life, and I had the impression that I was going to take up my parents' photography business. So, in that point. In my life, I was doing a lot of photography, and uh, I put that in there just as like a little piece of myself within the music. But the entire song basically just revolves around trying to like find your way in life, and like we're all lost, and like you know, you have like the masses all trying to do their thing, but like you got to be different in a way. So it's just about kind of finding yourself and like what you're meant to do. That's the pretty much what uh, Pathmaker's about. Okay. But yeah. So. Um, I don't know what else to say. Exactly. <laughs> What's your lowest point on the record? Lowest I would point? imagine dissociate, but that's just from a listener's perspective. That like, shit is dark. What's like the darkest shit? Yeah. Um, well, the three dark ones are dissociate, which is about Connor. Um, then we got ego death, which I had trouble writing because I'm straight edge, so I don't know what drugs are like. I <laughs> Respect. And but one step back. Dissociate is about Connor. Yeah. Connor went through a pretty nasty breakup, and, like, it fucked him up for a while. And I've been in the same situation where, like, I was pretty hung up for, like, a couple years after, like, a really nasty relationship. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, the whole uh, just behind Dissociate, it's kind of like the aftermath of that kind of toxic relationship and kind of, like, just getting your grip on life afterwards. So that's, like, why the song ends with, like, I'll just let go. Yeah, so, bro, we a bunch of broken boys. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're so, so sad, like, we're so sad. Nah, like it's totally fine. But yeah, yeah. so that's a dark one. Ego death is super dark because in the end, it's talking about like committing suicide, which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you got Keki, which is very dark. It's about the cycle of abuse. So like the abuse becomes the abuser in the end, and it's just mm-hmm. like this cycle of like abuse. I guess I don't know. It's just supposed to be really goddamn heavy, and I think I hit the mark. <laughs> yeah, because like the lyrics, like they they fit well. Like like I said, like the lyrics that I did like read into and like decipher, and I'm like, oh shit! Like looking further into it, like it does match 
the vibe of each song, which is awesome. That's exactly what I Because if you're fucking go going off about, you know, rainbows and unicorns. Over I actually wrote a song like that. It was very heavy, and I wrote about lollipops, unicorns, rainbows. Nice. <laughs> I think I have can it you my email, phone somewhere. Can you email me that Yeah, shit? I, I can email it to you. I don't know where you can find it, but Dead Vectors has a anti-Nova music video, I believe. You can oh, call yeah. it that. It's, it, oh, I made a music video prime. for a After song called... After you're done it. listening to this, that's your next move. Yeah, I made a song called Anti-Nova. And I made a music video for it using only Snapchat videos. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you seen it? I haven't. You're going to have to watch it. It's, it's ridiculous. It's just me and Aaron, and I made myself a woman and Aaron the man, and a lot of it is, like, love stuff. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's well, incredible. It really is. It's Well, like, you heard it from them. You gotta, What's the title of it? The, uh, the Anti-Nova. The Anti-Nova by Dead Vectors. Yeah. Look Definitely that check up. that out. It's a good one. Sounds like some infant annihilator shit. You guys skipping in a field, breaking eggs on each other, naked. There are parts where we are <laughs> skipping in a field. Yeah. Oh my lord! I'm gonna need some. It, uh, it's really good. <clears throat> private time with that one after this. But uh, but I mean, we we definitely have already dived into like the musical aspect of your album, and like, I think everyone can get a better feel for it. How's the reception been so far for you guys? Like, because obviously coming out of the woodworks as a new band, you know kind of marketing yourselves as you go as you're making steps and stuff like that how has it been like seeing uh you know like obviously we already talked about like josh travis like getting wind of your music like austin of lorna shore stuff like that and these are these are some heavy hitters like like what is that like for you guys like was this something like you had expected or hoped for like you know, what were your ex- expectations? Dude, it was nothing but net. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I know for me it's, like, particularly wild because I never thought anyone like that would ever listen to anything that I made, like, ever. And the fact that they yeah. like it is just, like, fucking weird. And also just, like, like to sound like I, there's no better way to put it, I guess, everyone else <laughs> who listened to it, too. Like, it's just, it's fucking, it's weird. We have, like, what? 15k streams now. We're at like 25. Oh, 25. Oh, so that was my biggest that's thing. That's fucking wild to me. I yeah. never thought any like that many people would ever listen to me play drums. Yeah, we're at ever. 25 right yeah. now. Yeah. My goal was for being, you know, we. I have some friends that like you know market and manage for their other friends' bands, and they're all. I've heard so much shit that we Beyonce dropped the album. That was the worst. Actually, a little backsight. Connor was like, "Yo, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna announce Opaque as a single," and no one responded. And then he made a post about it. And we were like, "What? Like we're like, no, what? We we're like, we don't need another single." And Aaron was like, Oops. "Why don't you just drop the whole album on that day?" And we were like, "If Aaron says so, that's what we're gonna do." Yeah, so we just did it. So I've heard a lot of shit about how that was the wrong idea. We didn't get it on the pre-did Spotify playlist. Didn't get any of the marketing out there. But just by word of mouth, you know, our basement band like. I was expecting a thousand streams by the end of the first day. I would have been so happy with that. I think we hit like three thousand on day one, and it blew my mind. You know, for someone and like who in didn't one advertise. week, it was ten k. It was like fucking wild, dude. Mm-hmm. Wild. So yeah, we for appreciate like to y'all. First come out, I'll take it. You know what I mean? For like a debut, that's fucking insane. Oh, for yeah. like a band yeah. that has like no, like no like like label or anything to push it nothing was pushing us it was just word of mouth and it was wild to see how much people liked it yeah and it's like i'm sure you guys were like let's just you know we're gonna throw shit at the wall and and like see what sticks and you're like this is you know it it surpassed your you know expectations and that's fucking like i i was stoked to see your numbers i was like 
God damn. I was like, every week it's like, you know, three, five thousand more. And I'm like, dude, fuck yeah. And like, that's obviously another reason why I like obviously wanted you on here is because like, you know, anyone who does follow me who who's in- intrigued in, in this podcast or whatever, you know, if they haven't heard of you before, they're definitely going to now. And, you know, after all the talk of this, like, if you don't listen to this album, you're doing yourself a disservice. That's. You're so sweet, Dave. Oh, Davey Daddy. Sweet like candy. Man, shut up. I'm trying to do a serious podcast. <laughs> God damn. Well, now that we got over that, I was going to move into some social media questions. Most of them are memes, but some of them are genuine. All right. Heard. Um, from my own guitarists, they want to know, um, how the fuck, who do you think you are, and what gives you the right? <laughs> I know for how the fuck I eat my Wheaties every morning, but that's just me. Some dumb shit is typed into Guitar Pro. It's too difficult for me to play, and then you just fucking teach it to yourself. Sometimes (laughs) Connor will hand me a file and be like, yo, what do you think of this? I'm like, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, can you play that? He's like, huh, not yet. And, (laughs) you know, by the end of the month, we have a song structured and... You know, just practice, just a fucking grind. It's hang sucks, on a second. I've seen Connor write stuff before, and he's like, oh, hang on, I got an idea. An idea. Type that <laughs> shit right in. Types that shit right in, plays it, and then he fucking picks up his guitar and plays it first try. I'm like, what oh, in the fuck are you? <laughs> are you alien? All right, well, in my defense, some of the stuff that I type in at first is kind of chuggy and rhythm-based, so I can't write like a... Like a like a note heavy thing, it's kind of like if I write something in, it's like patterns that I already know. Yeah, yeah. So so it starts with patterns. And it starts everything. with a pattern that I've like you know I somewhat know, and then like the rhythms are just you know rhythms that I hear in my head, and then I'll just be like, all right, let's put it here. And like because Christian and I have been writing a guitar pro for like six years, five years, whatever. Um, it's a lot. It's so easy to execute our ideas, honestly. Like whenever I feel like this rhythm. And I like feel it in my head. I'm like, dude, I like know exactly what I'm doing. Like, because I know the, the beats. I know how many beats it is. I know, like, the divisions. If it's like a poly rhythm and stuff like that, I don't know. It's just, it's just n- knowledge that I already have, that I utilize in Guitar Pro, and it's just, it's easy that way. You heard it here. It's easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's easy. And that answers the next question of what is your, uh, what is your songwriting process? <laughs> that literally, yeah. that, that literally, guitar pro, lots and lots of guitar pro, yeah. and lots of like just sitting there. And like the thing is, we'll write something, whether it be Christian writes something, I write something, Mark writes something. I don't care. We sit on it, we learn it, and then like if I learn it, sometimes there are parts that I write that just don't make sense, and you change it. You just keep then you just keep doing that over. And it keeps over evolving, and over. yeah. Yeah, you eventually it's learn. It's an ever-changing process. Of course, yeah. And the one piece of advice I have for everyone is: crush- constructive criticism is key. Oh yeah. <laughs> if oh, he shuts d- me if, down. If we did not shut each other down, we would have forty albums worth of Connor's files. Like his computer yeah. is filled. So like he'll send me something and I'll meet I'll be he'll be like yo this is the coolest thing I've ever written and I'll get it back and no you know no pillow I'm like sorry this is just like this either not for pathogen or like nah it's not it and I'll send him something back I'll edit something move around some structure write something it'll be like nah we'll just trash it you yeah, know like everyone's got to be on board so it was the same don't way keep with, everything you got it was the same way with recording vocals like I would go you know to record some tracks and I'd do what I would think is a good version of the song and then I would show the guys and they would go like uh 
Kenny, this is garbage, or it's just <laughs> something like that. And I wouldn't get butt hurt because obviously some of us were bigger dicks than others. <laughs> yeah, Mark was a huge no, dick. No one, no one fucks with Mark. He does his parts, and we're like, okay. Yeah, but uh, if you if you can't take a hint that like what you're doing isn't the best of your abilities, then you can't write good shit. Yeah, so. and of course we won't like you know say oh my god you're garbage in like a bad way. It'll just yeah. be it'll just be like a quick shutdown. It's like it comes from nah, love, man. Yeah, it's love. love it's tough love. love. Me, I see where you're coming from, but that just ain't it, dog. Yeah. Yep. We just wanted to write the best of our abilities. So if we knew someone could do something better, we would just let them know that Ex- like they exactly. could. Of course, that's why vocals did take a long time. Once I did start recording, it took a couple months, like close to a year of actually recording, just because. We would go through versions of the song and just kind of pick out parts that we did not like at all. Yeah, because if you just let shit fly because uh, it's done, I, I I did it. This was hard. As I don't want to hurt his feelings by saying it's bad. No, yeah, please hurt my feelings. Let uh, me yeah. know that it's yeah. garbage. Keep, and we keep can each fix other it. to a certain standard. I, I don't want to release shitty music. So yeah. I'm very grateful that everyone here is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like. Fuck you too, Kenny. (laughs) I love you, homie, and what you're putting down is real fire. But fuck you. (laughs) Everything on the album is, you know, it's person A's idea, person B writes it, person C edits it, and, you know, that's what makes the whole album, like, all of us. Like, the vocals are everybody, the guitars are everybody. You know, Mark wrote some, you know, guitar sections. There's a section Salvangardi threw, and he's like, this needs to be here. And, you know, it helped him write his parts, balance everything out. It's all about listening to each other, really, at the end of the day. Like, as long as you listen to each other and, like, I don't know, it, sound, it sounds corny, but seriously, as long as you listen and then just kind of execute it the way that you think that they're trying to say, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say we're nice to each other teamwork. and we listen to each other. It's just respect teamwork. Respect your homies. Yeah, respect yeah. your homies. Yeah. Respect your homies, but keep them, like... Keep them in check. Keep your yeah, bitches yeah. in line. Yeah, keep your fucking band hose in check. And by band hoes, I mean the fucking sluts in your own band. 100%. Because if, if you don't, you're going to get a half-assed product and people are going to call you on it on the internet. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Even though, fuck the internet, because you're going to get, regardless of, of how many good people out there like love your shit, you're still going to get those YouTube cancer comments. Oh, yeah. When we put out Consequent Aversion, so which was the first single of like our first EP like we, that the band put out in three years, we, we were like, man, this might be like the best song we've ever written. And we were so stoked on it. And we premiered it on It Gents <laughs> when it was called It Gents. It changed its name to something else later. Isn't it Gent Worldwide? Possibly. Like, or, like um, Gent, or like Gent TV? Possibly. I think they like... Uh, Gent TV. Yeah, Maybe. I wasn't sure. I could have swore they like changed, like they took. I remember something it like, like I do remember. Yeah, like that was like the foundation for like a lot of fucking bands, like in that genre or subgenre, or whatever. But like we put it on there, and we were like, man, I can't wait to see the reception. because like, you know, other channels like beheading the trader, like they weren't responding to our shit. And we were like, all right, well, let's go with this. And we were like, all right, we should get a good response because the kids follow this, like the sort of stuff that we put out, and literally. All, the first like few comments on YouTube were like the most negative shit. What did they and, say? And, like I just remember like one was like, "Oh, this would have been cool uh, like six years ago," and, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, bro, when I was listening like, to Consequent Version, I was like, oh, this shit is like banger. Like, yeah, and, and the, hearing the the tempo drop at the end, no one else did that. 
Like no one. Because we were like so stoked. We were like, oh, yeah. this 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 will be cool. And we had Jake from Reflections on the song. Yeah. Bro, and, that was uh, And we we were like. Like and we got a feature from a, a band like similar like you know like band that we take influence from so a lot of people who make the comparison will be like oh shit like and they're still like what the fuck like what is this and we were like oh my god and then it was like after that it was mostly positive and well, so and, and and at the end of the day we were like fuck those kids whatever well, yeah because yeah. because you know like if you that 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 that's a big important thing is like when you're putting out your first like batch of music or whatever into the world you gotta like try to avoid like or not take that shit too hard like too hard yeah because there's always be- gonna be stellar reviews there's always gonna be because if you let you like, people who take the time out of their day to leave a comment on youtube especially a negative one oh, yeah. and, it, and that affects you then maybe you're not fit for making yeah, music yeah. that's worth putting out of the world because you know, you got. Well, I'm pretty you, harsh with people on the gent page. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Are you one of the gent trolls? Like, what the oh, fuck dude. is this? Also, check out my band, dude. If they <laughs> if they play a riff and it's like garbage, like sometimes I will literally call them out. Like oh I have I have no what the filter. Fuck? Connor's the fucking devil, dude. Dude, I remember Watch when I trolled the gent page. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> that was fun. The they're gonna, they're gonna read your comments and be like, meme. "Who the fuck is this guy? Let me check out it." Oh, he's a. Okay, I'm gonna stop. Dude, I remember I posted because, like, a bunch of people on that page would, like, post, like, videos of them. And they were, like, constructive criticism. And it's number one, they would garbage. always. No, they would always. It doesn't matter if it's garbage or not. They just would always look at the fucking camera. They would always look oh at the fucking God, camera. stare at it. Directly <laughs> into the camera. And, I and like, the, yeah, some of the ideas are probably pretty terrible. So I did. I, like, put a thing up where, like, I put the camera, like, on my floor time, and I was looking directly into it, and I was just playing, like, an asshole. <laughs> and then the next day, I was like, hey, guys, practice stuff. And I did, like, a cover of, like, fucking, what was it, Rhythmophobia or something like that. And everyone was like, dude, you actually sound, like, really good. Glad you took in my tips. I'm like, dude, I'm this No, we didn't page. take any <laughs> <your> tips. Dude. <laughs> dude, like. You're like, oh, you know, if you listen to me, you're able to play a Rhythmophobia. Exactly, man. It's like, come on. Yeah. I, like, I feel like, like. People who put negative comments up, it's like get a fucking job, you fucking bum. But also, <laughs> but also like the people who post like the comments where it's like, yeah, you should really listen to me because I like to play gent like an hour a day in my free yeah, time. Yeah, they have an ESP LTD seven well, string uh, like, that they don't even know well, how to play like, North Lane on. Like, like, who cares? Like, not overgeneralizing or anything, but just like people who like think they know what the fuck they're talking about, and it's yeah. like, dude, come on, just shut up. Just be like, hey man, that's cool. Keep working. Like, yeah, that's all I need to the, say. <laughs> Dude, support because the worst are, are like the, the people in, in like groups like that who they will comment on your stuff and they make it seem like it's coming from a place of like genuine knowledge and, and, it, and sometimes but, but it turns actually out to look really dumb <laughs> dude i i remember um i was i was at guitar center like like the local one you're here and they fucking like i went in there and they were like hey man uh, one of our like judges like cause it's like i had come close with the, like a lot of the drum staff there and they were like one of uh, one of our judges like dropped for the drum off like would you want to like be like the judge and I, and I was like yeah. I was like yeah that sounds awesome but at the same time I'm like who the fuck am I to judge a bunch of other drummers <laughs> so I'm sitting there and like I'm taking in the notes and a lot of these, a lot of these kids were like really fucking good and you know do you know Chris Paprota oh my god I fucking love Chris Paprota he is a motherfucker if you're a drummer and you're listening to this you need to watch him right the fuck now because he is the baddest motherfucker on the scene i swear to god you want to know what i had to judge him what like what the fuck man <laughs> that's what i'm like i was like dude 
because they give you like a number score. It's like uh, I think like one to ten or something like that. I I swear to God, I gave him ten across the board. Oh, yeah. And like I'm not trying to like call out, you know, fuck it. Like he doesn't even work at Guitar Center anymore. The guy who was in charge of it, like the dr- like the dr- the manager of the store, he was like also like the head of the drum department. He like we were like, you know, he was kind of running the show, and like some kids like they would cut short. Like some solos were like a little rough, not to discourage anyone. Like if you want to compete, fucking go for it. You know, ch- <laughs> chase that dream, always. dude. Nut up, son. Never, never to, you know, turn people away from like submitting themselves for something like that. But Chris like went over his the time because they give you I think three minutes for like the the intro level rounds. He went over by like I think fifteen seconds, but because he was so fucking good. Like, like uh, beyond anything that we were hearing that night, Tony, like the guy, he, he like he would give him like the the back the back tap for like, uh, um, like thirty seconds, and it was like fifteen seconds, and then he was like, "All right, uh, Chris," and then he was just, and then he just like looked at me, and he was just like, "He stays in, he stays in." Yeah. Like, and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, yeah, no fucking shit." I, I was like, "I was like, if I have to disqualify this guy and give this guy, like the." Like the, the approval over here, I'm like, I'm never doing this again. And the best part was afterwards, this one guy who did compete, like dad khaki, like shorts, oh, yes, high white tube socks, like, like kind of balding on top, but like oh, all the, the rest of his hair that was left was back in like a straight gray ponytail. He plays Leonard Skinner in his free time. One hundred percent. He gets on there and he's like, after the drummers are done. He, like he's he's like critiquing them, like and he he's like he's like he's like I like what you did, but you could have like you know done this or that, and I just was like grilling him the whole time. I was like, dude, shut the fuck up, and like the other dude who was judging next to me, there was uh, this this dude I can't remember his full name, but his nickname was Juice, and he was a high like he was a professional like session drummer like yeah. out of New Jersey. He like he competed in the drum off a couple times, but like he eventually just built like a career out of like doing studio drums himself like he was phenomenal like i got to jam with him afterwards i was like i, I can't keep up with you, dude. like <laughs> unbelievable so like me and him both were just looking and we were like can you believe this motherfucker like who's like who's just like judge like telling these kids like oh it's not, it's not good dude, it's, right. al- it's always the basement dudes who like love to judge other people what they're doing especially like the fucking 50 year old basement dudes because i've been doing this for 30 years and it's like bro like you've you've done it in your basement for 30 years but yeah. <laughs> like show like showed up in what i told you was wearing on top of like a like a gnarly dirty work shirt and he gets on the kit like for his turn to compete and it is the most sad excuse like i like it's like for a guy who was claiming like he's been playing for thirty years, it sounded like he it was his first time hopping on a drum kit. Dude, yeah. There was no beat, there was no groove. It was literally just like blah 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 blah. It was just dry. Like, it was like, it, it was like the intro to Hot for Teacher for like three minutes straight. <laughs> hot for Teacher, in the worst goddamn form. An anemic like, Hot for Teacher. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> And then after the set, like when and, and and after the show, when like we announced the people who were like going on to the next round, he was so shocked and upset that he didn't make it. And he was like, Chris went over his time, like he was causing a scene. I was like, oh my god! It's like yeah, we actually want to listen to him play. He's honestly like, just to like fucking dick suck for a little more on this guy. Like, it's like listening to like. Morgan Freeman recite erotic poetry. <laughs> like, that's how fucking good this guy so is. So anyways, Chris P. is sick. Yeah. yeah. This next question. Yeah. <laughs> to, to wrap that up. 
Uh, I just wanted right. to catch us. I don't care. Yeah. Dude, we can talk so about them all Even day. though, yes, we did touch on this, just so you guys can clear it up, I yeah. guess, if if it needs be. Fucking, the only, the only other social media question here is, uh, how do you guys separate dead vectors and pathogen material? Oh, Which I, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, pathogen this instrumentals are written by the dudes uh, playing the instruments, and then dead vectors Honor is and Christian and Mark. Yeah, God damn it, <laughs> <laughs> the boys. Uh, but dead vectors is written pretty much by Aaron and I. So that's like the difference. These guys go for genty prog stuff, and me and Aaron go for like deathcore, like thawy slam shit. So yeah. that's that's the best way to kind of like split it in half. Yeah, and a lot of people are like asking, like, how are we gonna keep them separate in the future? I mean, that we're just gonna keep like the writing styles completely different. Yeah, and, like written by two totally yeah, separate. It's, yeah, it's pretty much everyone's working on the same two things, but like we're completely just making them two separate ideas. Yeah. So the material that you hear on Pathogen's music is written by, you know, the members of Pathogen. Yeah. The material written by Dead Vectors. It is written by Aaron Shapiro. It's literally and, and written and, by and, Aaron, and I'm based. I do like a lot of like the directing of where the songs should go, what they should sound like. So yes. I'm like the ideas man behind Dead Vectors, and mm-hmm. Aaron actually writes it. Yes, and then just when it comes time for shows, you guys perform the music. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So yes, even though on the, like maybe to those who are not as aware, it's like yes, it's like it's the same band but performing two different styles of music. That's literally what what it is, but pathogen just performs dead vectors music live because aaron is too busy you know doing his producer <laughs> shit being the man hey well aaron gave us word that you know he'll be in dead vectors so i better <laughs> see that man on fucking yeah, stage if he's not on stage i'm gonna be um, a little upset i'm gonna oh, shed I'm gonna a few super tears. upset i'm sure he would be more than stoked with just grabbing the bass like like 100 he's like Bro, it's easier, more fun. Like, it's like, dude, fucking rad. That's, dude, that was a perfect Aaron impression I've ever heard. And that was it. I was straight up like, I was like, I don't want to be guitar for two bands. Like, I want to be bass in this other one. And Aaron's like, nah, I'm going to be the bass. So I was like, okay, not fighting it. He he told us uh, like one time when when Danny, our bassist, couldn't make a show. He's like, bro, dude. I was like, I was like, I was like, you do. He's like, dude, I'm pretty sure I know your music better than anyone. I was like. Dude, fuck yeah! I was, I was like, I was like, for the future, if Danny ever dies, you're coming in. <laughs> like, it's like you know, you you can record your your little musics on the weekend, but yeah, but you're gonna jam with us full time. But yes, but back to that that separation with Dead Vectors. Connor Connor wrote a little bit in the Hive too, but um. Connor, the hive, the, hive is the hive's one of the dead vectors. I mean, we yeah. dibble dabble like in a little bit yeah. uh, for like each thing. I know like, with the, the we, ba- we basically do embellishments. Yeah, there's that that scary in between where we didn't want pathogen and dead vectors to mix. Connor wrote a lot of really good files for dead vectors, a lot of really heavy stuff that we wouldn't normally use for pathogen, and I think, you know, we kind of took that take on it. We're like, if Aaron doesn't follow up with dead like doesn't continue writing dead vectors like it'll just turn into a mush into one band so yeah, yeah. so keeping one side heavy keeping one side too technical for our own good so <laughs> that's that's that separation like i straight up cannot write a deathcore breakdown <laughs> i can't do it which is unbelievable because fucking ego death that one part where it's like oh oh oh, oh like we're like yeah. it just it goes from like a normal tuning to just 
absolute drop. It's double drop D. Yeah. It couldn't it couldn't just be one drop D. It had to be a double. Triple dipple D. Yeah, triple D. I love the double D's. Double drop D, the song is in double drop D, but then we have like a whammy pedal that's minus twelve. So it's just like a just a whole octave lower than double drop D. Cause why not? Y'all are fucked. Um so as much as Kenny and Mark are well versed in metal <laughs> and and bands in general, I guess this could be more catered towards Christian and Connor. But if y'all would like to chime in for this little section that I like to call one or the other, okay. I can try. I'm going to make you choose. Yeah, let's share them. On this shit. The, these are bands that I'm pretty sure, at least the majority of you, okay. are interested in or deeply in love with. Okay. I wish I remembered auras because they would have fallen onto this in one way. I'm going to make you choose between two bands okay. that you may be in love with both. Okay. Easy. The other one is gone forever. Forever. So forever. the ch- five. Thank God. Yeah. Get the fuck it it could ju- I could have just been a, a decent guy and been like, who do you like better? Where's the fun no, in that? One has no to one gives go. a fuck. They want to know Kaput. what you would rather deal with for the rest of your life. Come here. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. Look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> no. Kaput. Right. You, you hear? So, yeah. Get out of town. And so, yes, now, like, we are dealing with two mics and there are five people here. I'm just going to sway this bitch back and forth. <laughs> That's totally And funny. you guys chime in. So, first one. Uh-oh. Veil vale of Maya. Or Born of Osiris. Bale, oh, Bale stays. Bale of Maya. Bale of Maya. Bale of Maya Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Fuck Can Born we... of Osiris. Born of Osiris oh. is good. <laughs> but Behold. But Behold nah. was a perfect album. Oh, yeah. No, the one they did with Jason Richardson. Oh, yeah. Behold something. Yeah. The, the, one, other, the ones that without set aside, him. Bale of Maya. Yep. Easy. Yeah. Bale. Yep. But without a doubt. I was going to say, if any of you chose Born of Osiris... Uh, <laughs> I guess no disrespect, yeah, but, no disrespect oh, but I haven't I haven't listened to anything Born of Osiris related maybe since the new rain is the so good eternal rain which was just the new rain polished yeah, yeah. polished so I still didn't even like the eternal rain to be it's once you get used to to something and it's it's natural form or, or it's it's original form I should say it's like it's so hard to hear it the other way like there are some little things on the, the eternal rain where I'm like that's pretty cool but like overall, I'm still like, mm-mm, still love the the crusty original. Yeah. Love those heavily triggered kicks and like yeah. like yeah, that like grr, that oh, Michael yeah. Keane kick sample. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just so yeah. All right, so Veil of Maya, yeah, good Veil choice. Maya, without a doubt. All right, Periphery, or the Contortionist. The contortionist. I've never even heard of the Contortionist. The contortionist. <laughs> I don't even know what the they sound is, like. The thing is, I will pick the Contortionist solely because they are more like they're both dynamic but i think the contortionist is just like so raw dude like, i'm not even gonna so. lie i fucking hate periphery <laughs> well that's the thing a lot P1, of people do uh, look, okay p1 and a little bit of p2 for me they like that's the cream of the crap like that shit is like og the cream of the crap P2, P2 is literally the inspiration but i am that was a one of the gigantic slut for the contortionist especially michael lessard Same. it's fucking amazing Periphery peaked with Jetpack was yes. <laughs> no. 2.0. <laughs> 2.0. Honestly, dude, like, I love both versions of Jetpacks. I, I there's think a it's... second version? Yeah, there's two versions. Ken- it's just a different <laughs> Kenny. Dude, I'm so sorry. Kenny, I'm I... going to need you to take a weekend off of just life in general. Dave. And I'm, I'm just going to. Dave, I'm not even I'm kidding. Gonna, I'm going to fill a flash drive 
or whatever is more modern tech. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fill a floppy disk. A floppy disk. Hit me up with the list of all the essentials that I need to listen to, and I guarantee yeah. you I haven't heard I most of it. I can name them all off the top of my head right now. <laughs> Go. Okay, so number one, you need to know the contortionist. I don't you know. You need to know the faceless. You need to know yeah, you guys sound exactly like them. I've listened to, to Perfect like a little bit. You need Who? to know entities. entities. Those titties, though. Entities, dude. You need to know modern-day Babylon. Um, fucking... Bill yeah. Jarda, dude, Aura. All right, Bill Jarda is a must. Danza. Never, never really Danza, jammed Danza, Tony Danza. Because Dance I'm wearing their shirt right now, so I got to. Danza yeah. never jammed. Oh, it was either this or the Car Bomb shirt today, but I was oh, like. And you need to, you need to I, I saw Car Bomb live once, and I was You wow. lucky so fuck. I, I was front row, bro. Dude, that new album. I was trying to get into it. They were the only people to do Meshuggah, like, but like. Do something different with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, the only band. The only band. Yeah. I have so much respect for Carbomb. They are my So do I. Band. At first, I would say for it's the hard. last album, I was like, oh. It's like, but it's hard to dissect yourself it. with the lasers. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, you know that meme of like the little girl looking in the camera while the house is burning down yeah, behind yeah. her? That's my face right now. Like, yeah, dude. Because it was just so, so over the top. Oh, it's dude, it's unbelievable. That one, and I think in eyesight for like the like the, the one thing he does is like the bell is like ding, ding, ding. he's doing the double bass and it does the inverted doubles a ding 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 that thing. Oh yes. my god. It's it's unbelievable. Ding, 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 ding. So clearly yeah. we know where your influence lies in yeah. car bomb. Okay. Oh, yeah. Respect. All right. The Acacia Strain or a Mirror? I'm going to say the Acacia Strain, even though I like a Mirror more. I've never listened to the Acacia Strain, but I do know of a Mirror, and I jammed their shit a lot when I was in middle school. I jammed and it was good. Both, so I think a Mirror picked up big with Josh Travis. Their earlier stuff was okay, but the Chambered Nautilus by Acacia Strain is the only song I jammed to by them, so. I've seen the Acacia Strain live Amir. like six times, dude. They are yeah. th- one I'm of the, the best. I'm picking the Acacia Strain. I almost yeah. played with Acacia. Yeah. Tactical I Nuke love, is the funniest song too. I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say Acacia Strain. All right, so we got two for Acacia Strain and two for Amir. So that, that's yeah. A, well, right. What about you? Got an even split? Be the divider. Yeah, be the divider, dude. Tiebreaker. Um, I'm not going to answer. because Shh. Only because, not trying to make enemies, on either side. <laughs> you guys, I don't give a fuck what happens to you. No. Yeah, no, but still, no. I Honestly, like, I okay. I'll, I'll say, I'll say a Casey Strain simply because, How could like, you? like, listen, pal. I I was not Before a Joshua Travis. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I'm definitely the noob fan. Oh, okay? me too. I I came on around uh, Speaker of the Dead. Speaker of the Dead oh, okay. w- was the first one I I you know came on to. I started and. Like and then I took like a little bit of a dip after that. I was like, and I liked select song, right. s- select songs along the way. And then the rumor started of Josh Travis. And then that that album came out, and I was Dude, like, "Look at yourself" is like per- mm. perfect front to back. I, I mm. that. <laughs> a lot of people don't seem to like the new album, and I I, I guess I get it. But at the, like for me, if if for it, an if, old Amur fan, I get it. For yeah, OG. they're gonna hate the shit out of it. They hate I it. love new metal, like or like select new metal of like the '90s and stuff like that. It's Part like some of the first metal bands I ever grew up in, so I hear a lot of that corn influence oh, on there. Sure. Like, for sure. And I some if even if like some of like the patterns or, or like the lyrics are kind of silly or whatever, whatever it be. It's if if I can still be like, oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. You know, like then, yeah. I don't know. If like I mentioned, if it sounds good to me, it's then good. then I'm into it. Like I I don't knock shit. Like you know, like right I off. I mean, the I bat. knock shit every now and then, but yeah. there is one of those bands that you just can't do. A Casey Strain started. has just been more uh, consistent. Yes, more yeah. consistent with like their material on the way, and yep. their newest album is unfucking believable. Oh, and like the way they went about that, mm-hmm. genius. Oh, yeah. yeah, I do. The they, that's the thing. That's why I respect them a lot. Is because they're they're music. It's innovative. Music, dude. Yeah, it's very innovative. It's fucking sick. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Next one, Danza or Glass Cloud. Danza. <laughs> Without a Danza. Danza. No question. I literally, don't even know either. So. Any <laughs> <laughs> votes for Danza? I guarantee. I'm I'm gonna like make an edit of this where it's just all the time Kenny's like I don't know <laughs> it's gonna be about know like what an, you boys are talking it's gonna about. it's gonna equate to like 25 I'm just minutes keep of walking this. down this path I made okay <laughs> I fucking hate you <laughs> you can hate me all you want I'm just gonna sit here all quiet now all right this is a bonus ex- extension of that one okay the winner of that so Danza, Danza. for you guys them or reflections <laughs> Danza. <laughs> I love Reflections, but Danza 4 is one of the most legendary albums. That album's hard. Period. Like, it can't be topped. I I think I've partially broke Connor. Like, he's he's like, fuck. Dude, that's the thing, because Danza 1, I never listened to. It's it's funny. It's funny. I never listened to, unfortunately. Danza 3. I jumped on the Danza, like, yeah, yeah. Like, this is like like halfway, like, a, a Josh Travis, like, gush. Cast yeah. for sure. but like straight the up, like when work on that album on Danza Three was like phenomenal. It's unbelievable. Like, I only liked select songs. Like select songs fit in my head. Danza Four, dude, I know all the patterns mm-hmm. right now, dude. Alpha but Omega. with reflections, oh. I know everything in you know the, uh, exist the color clear and Willow now. So like I have to choose reflections. Like I love Danza Four more than reflections because it's so heavy, but like. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's, just, it's, it's what you connect it's with. Just, like, I connect most. with reflections like on a much de- deeper level, honestly. Respect. Yeah. And I'm a fan of the OG reflections, so it's an Me easy too. pick okay. over the band I've never heard of. Hey, yeah. congratulations. You know a band. Yeah, dude, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> New wow. developments, everybody. All right. Humanity's Last Breath. Holy shit, dude. Or Yo. <laughs> I, you knew that one was coming, but still, dude. Oh, humanity's last breath. Humanity's I don't like humanity's last breath. So Vildjarda, easy. Uh, I'll agree with Christian. Vildjarda. I disagree. HLB Split all the way. Split down the middle. God. Well, this is only because I've never heard of Vildjarda. So. Okay. Sorry. Respect though, because both bands like, I can see why maybe some like aren't as big on like I didn't even know humanity's was a thing until the tester had been out. And uh, I knew Humanity's Last Breath when like they didn't even have their self-titled out, like it was just it was that an infrastructure collapse. Or yeah, where when they were way collapse. more like deathcore, yeah. like to dude, to the had, T. They had polymeter. Oh yeah, they What's they were technical about? as fuck, and that was when Buster was playing the drums for the band, like yeah, which dude, is crazy. Bu- dude, Buster is also another yeah. guitarist, right? Buster, yeah, Buster is like the guitarist and like main composer of uh, Humanity's Last Breath. He yeah. he plays the drums for Viljarda. Yeah, he which like when I found that out later, I was like, oh my god, all the dudes <laughs> in Thal are in the same bands yeah. together. Like, because yeah. like Humanity's Last Breath essentially is 
Buster and then Philip, their vocalist, but and then they Cal. just have live members. And oh, Cal. oh, and Cal, yes, and Cal, and Cal is Cal and is Cal, Cal's in all the Thaw bands. Yeah. He's in Viljardo, Vil like from the start, Humanities, like as a, a live guitarist, Dude, and I then Stuart Near, yeah, ridiculous. Stuart Neer, yeah. Wait, What's that one song? And Mork. Uh, and Mork and Vernotten or whatever. I can't remember how it's pronounced, but like, dude, it has like the craziest. Yeah. Insert thaw. another language here. Dude, yeah. It's nasty. Yeah. I fucking love Thaw. I love Thaw. Thaw is one of my favorite genres dude, ever. Dude. Absolutely. Committed for life, dog. <laughs> oh, dude, you're a Thaw boy. <laughs> yep. yeah. And the shirt, dude. I saw that shit. That's I'm falling out right now. They are the originators. Oh, yeah. They're the, oh, they created If fall. that's... Oh, Strive. Strive and fall. Strive for the fall. Dude, I will never have, have Jen tattooed on me. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Good. We tried so hard. Like, we... Like, we're... We call ourselves aggressive or progressive metal. Like, we don't yeah. call ourselves Gent. And on the other podcasts, Mouth someone was like... Yeah, he was like, oh, like, slash Gent band. The other guy was like, you use the forbidden word. I was like, hey, if other people... That's all that matters. Yeah, because here's the, we'll take we'll take a short like little side route with the term gent. It is so like it's like you're being pigeonholed to like to like one fucking sound, and yeah. gent gets thrown into like the same kind of hate spectrum as like new metal. Yeah, because you've you just say. The term gent, and then new. Funny metal. enough, Papa Roach made a fucking gent song too. <laughs> so did Nickelback. Didn't listen to him, but I heard that they oh, banged. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, you got to. It's it's literally periphery. I've never heard of Nickelback. <laughs> it's actually our biggest influence. <laughs> it's like, to be honest, like, if someone was to describe it like, yeah, we're a gent band, I'm like, I'll listen to it on accident, maybe. Yeah. Like, because you get thrown, because you just picture, like, a, not as, I don't know, maybe because maybe gent today, you're, you're picturing a not as good monuments or not as good yeah. tesseract, I, which, which I hate to... to affiliate like Tesseract with because I think they've evolved greatly like even though one is still like my favorite album just because it's like nostalgic to me and like the melodies are unbelievable and like it was just like the form of Tesseract that I was like fell in love with I Tesseract still love still relevant like, yes 1000% yeah. but it's like you kind of picture or like the most bare bones like gen stuff I get like there are bands that stand out and are great it's just that like when you tell people that you're a gem and they're like Fuck that. Because it all sounds the same. It Sorry. Does. Exactly. And and like like new it's metal. There's so the standout stale. bands in new metal who made a, a great name for themselves, and the others who were just like, it's just your basic, you know. <laughs> new metal and gent are like cousins. They, yeah. gent, gent is the dorky cousin of new metal. It really yeah, is. You know. I think a lot of it has to do with like the uh, the um, the what is overcategorized. Gorgicalization. Like, I don't even like all the subgenres and shit like that, where everyone's like, "Oh, this is like progressive deathcore genthal breakdown beat like shit," and it's yeah. like, dude, it's just fucking like, it's keep it at deathcore, like yeah. whatever. Like, if I want to say a band like is like, I'll say they're like a genty progressive, like 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 it's not, it's not, it's yeah, it's not, it's not completely gent. It, but it has gent elements. It, it literally gets to the point where, like, you get so specific with it, you're just describing the band's individual sound, and it's like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing at that point? When yeah. when someone tells me they have a gent band, I think of like sixteen year olds in their basement writing shitty volumes V two. Like, yeah. Hey Christian, I just got Superior Drummer two on my computer. Get over here right now. I got the Nolly preset. 
<laughs> Straight Literally. up. All right, this one. Silent Planet or Invent Animate? Invent Animate. Invent. That is the hardest question you have asked so far. I don't I know, know either of these bands. Yeah. Easily Invent Animate. It's, yeah, it's got to be Invent, but I do not agree with Easily. Yeah, it's it's tough. And I, I know it's it's hard to say because they're they're not really, like, similar. But, they I mean, they have similar elements. Like, Silent Planet is kind of like a new take on what on their their style and in Ven animate they were like uh, a, a better take of like you know other bands that they were influenced by or, or at least like not say better take but like they did what they did and they then they do it very well so but like i consider them like somewhat like cousin bands in a sense they get thrown in the same uh same whirlwind all the time all right fair assessment Corn or Limp Biscuit? Oh my God! Limp Biscuit. Fuck me, that's so hard. I'm gonna say corn though. Thank you. I'm gonna yeah. say corn. I'm gonna have to go with corn. He talks backwards, guys. Anywhere's a Dude. fucking kilt. That's the most metal thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And he plays the fucking bagpipes. Yeah, corn had one of the biggest influence. Corn System of Down, Metallica. Those were my metal influencers. What, what, what did you guys say? Limp Biscuit, dude. Keep rolling, rolling, Corn. Rolling, rolling. <laughs> other, oh boy, other man. than rolling, how many songs do you know by Limp Bizkit? That's it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so Connor just hates corn. Yeah. I just never, I never got on the wave. Never. Yeah. It's, it's really good. If you just listen to if, it, it's yeah. actually really cool. Obviously, you weren't bullied in high school. Dude, I, I'm relieved because I think this is the first time I'm in a room where I, I'm surrounded by majority corn fans. Because when I tell people that I hate Limp Biscuit, I get emasculated. <laughs> like, they're like, bro, what the fuck? You don't like hot dog flavored water and chocolate starfish? Dude. I'm like, I'm like, do you hear the words that just came out of your mouth? I, I, I was like, I hate Fred Durst. Dude, he directed a movie with John Travolta and found a way to sneak in one of the characters in the movie gushing about Limp Biscuit and has an overlay of a Limp Bizkit music video in the video itself. Fuck that's yes. So that's enough <laughs> that's for me to say I don't fuck with that guy. <laughs> and I, I can't stand his voice. It just it bothers me. It is kind of annoying. Understood. So, yeah. And you know what? They're never going to hear this. Fuck Limp Bizkit. Yeah, straight <laughs> up. Whatever. All right. Animals as leaders or car bomb? Oh, my God. Why'd you got to do me so fucking dirty like that? Yes, I can't pick. I can't. Oh, I can't. I I, I'm going to go with animals just because I know they're insane. I, I'm going to have to go with animals as leaders, too. Dude. That's, like, so fucking hard. But it's got yeah. Tobin in it, you know? Carbomb would have won any other competition but animals as leaders. Okay, yeah. I'll agree, I agree with Christian. Carbomb would, in fact, win any other thing. I figured that one was going to, like, break it first, but then at the end, uh, you'd be like... But it, that's it. Garska. <laughs> a boss. Javier Reyes, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like it's dude, I for the first time ever I finally saw them live at uh, at, at NAM. Animals as leaders? Right? Yeah. At it NAM is. on an edible. Oh yeah. An edible that didn't cause me uh, par- a, a paranoid, paranoid breakdown. Yeah, yeah, it was the best. It's hard. And it to was do a an free show. Like if you were at, I was like, 
<sighs> and they opened with Tempting Time. Oh. They play, they, we, I, because th- at a certain point, which I, I was bummed about. Like the rest of my guys were like, "Oh, right, let's hood out." Like before they're done with their set, but like we, we heard like all like the the tracks that we really, really wanted to hear. Yeah. I don't know what they closed with. Probably would have been KFO or something like that. But I'm like, they I heard, close with that. I heard Tempting Time with like the ending like drum solo jam that they all do together, and I was like, this is unbelievable, dude. I've seen them live where they do that drum thing for Do Not Go Gently. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, dude, it's so nasty every time. I've seen them live like a couple times, and they yeah. do it differently every single time. I I had heard about it like the day we got there, Bro, and I was like, weird. we we get, we get the the animals as leaders free it, it was they are amazing unbelievable and like we were standing at the side waiting at the stage we're like yes and then like this kids choir gets on first like oh because like it was like a yamaha like youth Something. program thing like yeah. they all open up and we're like go 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 bring the jet like we were just like <laughs> we're like oh my god like i was like it was How sick would it have been if they like collabed with animals as leaders <laughs> yo <laughs> little I mean, boys choir with fucking gent in the background i mean i ain't with it but you know <laughs> res- respect but yeah that was a fucking sick show okay <laughs> for the gent purists oh, shit. tesseract or monuments monuments tesseract Never heard of either. Christian, yeah, like yeah I'm going to say Monuments. I have to go with Monuments. Fuck y'all. Tesseract is definitely better as a band, but Monuments has had more influence on me as musicians. Me so too. they got to win there. Same. And uh, Emanuensis and Gnosis, but that's all you Probably got. The most yeah, that's all you albums. got for me. Past that is. Uh, yeah. Fucking. For, like, I, when, when Emanuensis came out, I fully immersed myself in that one. But, like, then I went back to Gnosis and I was like, Nah, this is the John. Dude. Like, the, like the, the, this one, for some reason, man, so good. Mm. All right, uh, for the metalcore, okay, guys. Okay. I, I already feel like I know the outcome of this, but like, Let's hear it. just bring it. August burns red, or Texas in July. August burns August red. Burns red August even burns though red. I don't listen to August either. August burns. I got ABR on my chest. They are. They are my number one. <laughs> They're with you for life. I've seen them live like six times. Those guys are. In- they're fucking great. I, dude, I've we played a show with them yeah. one time. With August Burns Red? Oh, dude, wait, start, start for Launch Festival, right? Yeah. I met That's Matt and had a conversation with him for 15 minutes about pizza. Yeah, dude. Fucking love August Burns Red. <laughs> Mac, Matt Griner's a great dude, and he's he's, so he's cool. never one to like turn people away. Oh, yeah. He's great so dudes. Cool. He's a great dude. Yeah. Fucking both great bands. I, I just... Inc- Obviously, I hate like putting the two together because yes, they are different. One like Texas is obviously in- was inspired by ABR, but it's like they st- they still like eventually did their own thing. Like yeah. it just never got like as much love as it- they deserved. Because dude, Adam Gray like took that band to like a whole other level. Yeah, he did, like dude. he was obviously like always like like the draw for that band, but c- it- it's just because like he made like their form of metalcore so much more like. Interesting. Interesting. Dynamic. Yeah. Dynamic. Dynamic All and like words. advanced. It was, it was yeah. nuts. Fucking uh okay. Another gent boy purist Uh-oh. one. Volumes or structures? Volumes. Yo, that's so volumes. Hundred percent volumes. Neither. Oh. <laughs> oh man, dude. Mark's like, I went to music college. Got Neither. If I had to pick, Bro. I'm gonna say volumes because of like the two songs off of that one album. You know, the probably the wormholes reveal or whatever oh, yeah. the fuck. Yeah, yeah, volumes definitely took on one of the biggest 
influences for Outcry or Pathogen's yeah, original band. We were just down. volumes fanboys. That's all it was. So like I like them both. Structures is like a weekend yeah, that band. That one. That's the one. <laughs> I don't like that one. <laughs> I thought it was okay. I mean, what did, what did you say though, Connor? Like the thing is, like I don't want to be like too descriptive, but like I covered every volume song known to man. Like, yeah, because like you and I talked a lot about volumes, like when like we like did that tour together. I was like, but I also love structures. They're so structures good. was tight. Structures so was tight. one they like I, I took. But off. they only had one good album. That's it though. You you didn't like like through a window. Mm-hmm. I get like the 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 vocal change threw a lot of people off, but like and they did what they could, dude. It's a fantastic album. Yeah, it just didn't hit me like divided by at yeah, all. That was, it was not the same. It was just like a totally consensus. different band. What? They should have rebranded. Yeah, I guess. Because, like, they were, like, the core of the band, I guess, yeah. essentially. So they were like, no, nah, this is still structures. And, like, respect. They respect. still gave it. As a three-piece, like, still giving it their all. I'm like, respect. yo. Hell of respect. Absolutely. All right. Going to try to lightning round these next ones because I know, I think we are at the two-hour mark, which is pretty. <laughs> I never had this. Yeah, Boy, it happens. Fucking, okay. Lorna Shore. Okay. Or Shadow of Intent. Lorna yeah. Shore. I don't what know who they say? are. Yeah, I know uh, Lorna Shore. I'm gonna say Lorna Shore because I don't know Shadow of Intent, but uh, Lorna Shore ain't my favorite. Lorna Shore used to be my favorite, and I only found out about Shadow of Intent super, super late, dude. And I heard their one single. It's like the "Behold the Mar," oh, uh, beheading the oh, uh, it's like a B and an M. Marcosm or something. Oh, uh, barren and breathless macrocosm. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Yeah, it's a mouth. It's a mouthful. Oh, yeah. That yeah. song is tight. Yeah. I love that song, even though it's their most popular, and I probably sound really bad because, like, that- Shadow Intent people who love, you know, Shadow of Intent, they would probably be like, "Oh, well, that's like the most popular." Yeah, I like it. It's and like- no disrespect to either band either by throwing that in there because I love both bands and love the boys in both bands Same. so like great dudes and they both are fucking titans of what they do like dude, like yeah. unbelievable amounts mm-hmm. of respect so because the dude the the lyric the vocals of shadow of intent does hollow prophet and i love <laughs> oh, hollow prophet yeah uh, that's the one the greatest thing. vocalist Who's that he? i know the He's vocals a shadow of intent i'm not a, i'm not a fan lorna shore i'm not a fan of the band in total but Tom their vocalist Barber. is Awesome. He's Dude. very, he's on point. A hundred percent. Oh God, I'm not educated enough. Nope. <laughs> oh damn. Bender is Say the greatest vocalist in metal. Stuff? I have no idea. Is it their old it's stuff? Probably Here. older stuff. Yeah, Tom Barber. Tom Barber's the man. Tom Barber's the man because he's also in Darko, and I love Darko. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I yeah. love, I love everybody <laughs> in that. Yeah. Dude, I, <laughs> dude, I can't. Like, I listen to them on the way here. <laughs> okay. Semi-related, Signs of the Swarm, okay, or Slaughter to Prevail. Slaughter to Prevail. Dude, I love Alex Terrible. I know neither. Who the fuck are those bands? <laughs> Dude, I know them. They're good. They're good. They're I'm both go, good. So who did you say? I said uh, Slaughter to Prevail. All right, all right. I'm going to go with neither again, but <laughs> Alex Terrible is an incredible vocalist, 100%. Alex Terrible he's encompasses like, the, he's the sound the of hell. He is, is the like, devil. He, yeah. is. he cannot deny that he is the greatest vocalist like ever i showed my aunt one of our new songs the other day and she was like i i I love the music just the vocals it's just that's it sounds like the devil and i'm like one fucking says yeah every time yeah every time and yo it's all it's it's all love to aunt kathy but but straight (laughs) up when i was like you want to hear the devil i'll show you the devil and and my brother just goes 
show her demolish her and like <laughs> it's the song with the most like ridiculous like vocal parts so, yeah. like, what, 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 what was that what was what was that again directly into the mic just like the yes potentially mm-hmm. fucking dude if i saw that motherfucker in person like i would just go the other way like i don't even know how oh, to, i i did and i did yeah, I, I was like fuck i don't know how to interact with that man he's just a whole other human yeah. And I'm he's scared from of Russia. Him. And he's from Russia. <laughs> what do you oh, do that makes that? sense then. Yeah. Yeah. 1,000%. Oh, he's a hard motherfucker. Hardest. All right. Top tier. God vocalist. Deftones or Slipknot? Slipknot. Deftones. Um, Slipknot. Yeah. Slipknot. Without a doubt. Yeah, it's got to be Slipknot. Ah. Slippy Deftones. I never got into Deftones. Yeah. yeah. Like, has a spot back. I Dude, I, I, like, I, I absolutely adore both bands because they were both my childhood. Actually, I got into Deftones more recently than I used to be, but, oh, man. I just love, like, the, the progression of death, Deftones and, like, how they just keep on doing different shit. I'm, I'm so excited things. for the new release. Yeah, Slipknot was, like, the band that, like, helped me, like, discover, like, mm-hmm. what like, I wanted to do for the rest of my life, but yeah. Deftones holds such, like, an insane, like place in my heart oh, that yeah. like i'm like jack yeah, i couldn't part with either band like i would have to like kill myself because i couldn't get out of that uh, like i would have to get out of that question i'd be like uh, yeah it's because yeah. you know you know what it is all right this one's more so for mark but feel free to fill in absolutely taylor swift or britney spears <laughs> <laughs> that's really fucking funny um <laughs> uh, i don't I know story, yeah dude yeah um <laughs> I'm gonna have to say, like, we gotta take in the, we gotta take the eras into account here. I like Taylor Swift's new album. That's it. But I can get down and dirty with all Britney Spears. Bro, so. fuck that. That's retar- That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. One of like, one of my first musical tastes because I hung out with my my mom's sister, like my aunt. Like she's only six years older than me. Yeah. She was like the ooh surprise baby. So like she was she was more like a sister to me growing up. And she, all she listened to were like boy bands and like oh, yeah. and like pop singers and stuff like that. So it was like Britney Spears, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. I was like, this is the hardest shit out there. I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like heavy in the pop shit right now, which is so weird for me. I, I never thought I would be. But there's this chick. She's like Scandinavian. Her name is Suzanne Sundfor, yes. and it's it's so good, dude. It is it the is best really music. Good. Probably easily top three albums I've ever heard in my life is Ten Love Songs. Judge me all you fucking want, but listen to this shit. It's so good. Dude, tr- trust me, you're not gonna be judged because more people adore pop than you think. Oh yeah, my t- my the ends of my spectrum are pop and metal and like any form that it comes in, yeah. as long as it sounds good to my oh, ears. Yeah. Like, dude, Charlie Puth, mm-hmm. love that motherfucker. Charlie Puth, Tone, yeah. like pitch perfect singer. Oh yeah, I fucking um, dude. I, what about Panic at the Disco? What's this guy? What's that guy's name? Oh, uh, Brendan Yuri. Oh, my, I would. I have a crush on that man. He's amazing. I may have fucked that that name up, but this is Brandon this Yuri. is more no, so metal it. podcast. That's it. I'm a fan of that of uh, Panic at the Disco. Yeah, I mean, it either. sounds too much like a like a movie to me. Yeah, kind of. It's fair, a little pro- overproductive, like pro- overproduced. Yeah. But he yeah. sounds that way like even live. No, he, yeah. he he is, is really he's an amazing vocalist. I never dived much into the band. You know that so obviously good. emo anthem. You know, from back in the day. Oh yeah, I write sins, not tragic. But like, speaking of emo, MCR, bro, hundred percent for Love life, Michael dude. MCR, dude, MCR gives me mega just like uh, 
Like damn, I <laughs> all, all the vibes. I, Nostalgia, that's the word. I found some bands that Kenny does know and loves now. This is incredible. All right. All right. We only got two more. All right. And these should be relatively quick. You good? Yeah, I'm chilling. What? What, what happened? What did I miss? Christian just got up and, like, freaked out. Can you sing that for them, Mark? It's a collab between the fucking Who and... Uh, MCR. When I was a young boy, I played that silver ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Uh, it really wasn't right. that funny, man. <laughs> Dude, that, it it wasn't was. that funny you at all. A, you just had a brief pause. Like, when I was a young boy, Jesus Christ. All right, these ones are going to be quick for okay. sure. Because I'm pretty sure I already know where this is going. All right, I heard. Gojira. Or Meshuga. Meshuga. Uh, no. Meshuga. Oh, why? But no, Meshuga. Meshuga. I, I love know. Gojira. I don't know either. So Jesus fucking Kenny's Christ, Kenny. I'm not fucking Honestly, joking, bro. <laughs> we could tell, like, yeah, as hard as that. Like, because, like, no one wants to diss Gojira. Because, like, Gojira fucking rips. They fuck. they Dude, fuck. I saw them open for Slipknot, like, last summer, and I thought they were the best. Oh, yeah. Like, exactly. 100%. Like, it was Behemoth. Uh, Gojira, Volbeat, and then Volbeat. S- and, and Slipknot. Yeah, you are. Whatever. Yeah, corn. There was Duplantier is a motherfucker too. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude. There was nowhere I can go in the amphitheater to escape Volbeat. It was like I. I, I Every song sounds exactly the same. God damn, Mark's a killer singer too. Oh yeah, dude. I had the notes. Oh my god. All right, this is the one that really matters. Heard. Sentinels or Sever the King? Sentinels. Just kidding. <laughs> Don't answer. <laughs> that was a fake Sentinels, Sentinels because of the Sentinels. Yes. Okay. If Good. I'm around Aaron, it's Sever the King. Sentinels of the King. I've been jamming Sever for like seven years. I only found out about you guys when I started doing Pathogen. So I'm obligated to go with Sever just because I've been a huge fan of that much longer. By the way, for anyone listening, that was 100% a joke option. <laughs> I am never going to ask them to be like, I, I want you to to tell me genuinely who you like fucking sever the king is like unbelievable <laughs> they're like both the, unbelievable. that's like the fucking what was it car bomb animals question because yeah, yeah. yeah. they're they're just both great fucking bands <laughs> they're yeah. two different two different animals i agree so no one think i'm a dickhead for asking question <laughs> question like that but i think that's where we're gonna wrap it up so pathogen the new album debut album null space it's available on bandcamp Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, anywhere Everything. you can anywhere. get music. Your mom's fridge, <laughs> everywhere, dude. LimeWire, you can find it in your attic. <laughs> and uh, you know, where you sleep at night? Yes, they're everywhere. Streams. Your Uncle Larry's lap. <laughs> and what are your socials? Like, what's the uh, the band tag? Like, where, where can they? F- where can people uh, find you guys if they want to check you out? It's at. It's all lowercase. Uh, I mean, everything on Instagram is lowercase, but it's at pathogen underscore US for United States. That's it. Fuck yeah. This has been Pathogen on the Six Stroke Podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and we are out. Huge thank you to Pathogen for joining me this episode. It was a blast. Um, If you guys enjoyed listening to this, please follow or subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, and I will see you next time. Peace.